And uh, she says, oh, this game's great. You want to try it? And I said, no, it looks like it sucks. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the RF Generation Playcast. I'm Ghost 81 and this is our year-end episode celebrating all the playthroughs of 2015. All four of your hosts are on the call for this one. I will be joined by Rich, Steven, and Floyd. And first we will discuss playing Contra, Rolling Thunder 2, and Metal Slug 3 for the December Run and Gun competition. Then we'll hash out our picks for the best and worst games and playthroughs spanning the entire year of 2015. Please remember to subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at RFGPlaycast. You can also listen to the show on Podbean and iTunes. Most importantly, don't forget to log on to RFGeneration.com to join our playthroughs and discuss the incredible games we play together. Thank you as always for listening, and now, on with the Playcast. duck here all right richard your accent comes out after you've had a few does it really am i gonna have to watch that <laughs> <laughs> let me get my google doc here <laughs> you know i mean you know a little scotch just relaxes me a little bit so yeah yeah just a little i'm, I'm always like uh it's always funny when i hear steve and i'm like there's no way steven's from atlanta so I worked pretty hard from. I made a conscious decision when I was young to not have a southern accent. So, yeah, I just, wow, that's I pretty. Just, uh, I was like, I'm going to talk like a normal person. And here I am <laughs> trying to say y'all as much as I can. Well, it's funny, I live in isn't Texas it? Now. Yeah, I know it's funny, isn't it? Because when we started out, it was two guys from Canada, it was a guy from Jersey, and a guy from the South. And now it's three guys from the South, or not? Well, three right. guys in the South, I guess. Yeah, uh, and then. Uh, and two actually from, and then one guy from Canada. So it's pretty funny. We ended up that way. We've converted more. So. <laughs> right uh, We're probably the most linguistically diverse podcast. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Four guys that speak English. So yeah, I mean, this is this is the, the the most fun I have podcasting throughout the year I mean doing this December episode because I, I really really love doing this um, and, and talking here. about this our favorite games yeah we've, we've all kind of I think spoken about this on the threads right and and in um, our, our group meet chats and stuff yeah yeah it, it, I guess it's fun because we don't have to do so much research or anything like that or worry that we might leave something out we can just kind of talk about the games and how we how we really feel about them and uh, you know tell everyone which ones we love which ones we didn't love and so mm -hmm. that's just a lot of fun 
But um, before we get started on our top five, I guess we'll just kind of dive right into uh, December where um, our generation, we decided to have the uh, running gun competition this year. Uh, we always do sort of a, uh, you know, uh, a different type of competition. One year we did Streets of Rage. I can't remember who won that. Does anybody remember who won that Streets of Rage competition? I don't know. I hear he's a very handsome guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear he's good, probably going to come in second place in this running gun competition. But. I don't know. I, I've been hearing some talk. He might he might surprise you again. Uh, 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 holding back on me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then last year we did uh, we did shmups, didn't we? And we got we all got smoked by Metal Fro, one of our members, who's actually participating in the running gun competition this year. Um, and before we get too far, I'll just go ahead and announce the participants that we've got. Um, and I should mention we're playing Contra, Rolling Thunder 2, and Metal Slug 3. But um, our participants are, uh, of course, Disposed Hero. Uh, Dougley 007's been playing Father Jack. Uh, he's one of our members from uh, Over the Pond, and um, he's been putting up some great scores uh, uh, for both games. And it's really nice having him along playing. Uh, of course, Floyd's playing with us. Uh, Sean, you're playing some games with us this month, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned Metal Fro. Uh, Project Nintendo said he was playing. Hasn't quite checked in yet, but of course, this is early in the month uh, that we're podcasting. Uh, myself, uh, Sir Psycho, and um, we've got one guy playing Watts WC. Um, it's a guy, uh, Will, who um, has become a friend of the show uh, that, we, that I've met over Twitter. And a really nice guy, always has some... Uh, really great thing to say um, about our show and uh, you know about video gaming in general um, he's a big listener to the collector cast as well so uh, happy to have him along and glad he joined RF Generation he's a big uh, Sega collector so you guys will really appreciate that yeah and I don't think anybody caught my joke that I made about him when he posted his first score for Contra you could see the reflection in his TV okay. of a shirtless buff guy taking the picture he's ripped dude he's really ripped i I asked on the forum and i didn't get an answer whether he was cosplaying as bill or lance in that picture so i didn't guess that i got i got a chuckle out of that but i didn't uh, thank you i'm glad somebody saw it thanks so yeah 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 he's he's a great guy and um his girlfriend actually is um i don't know if you guys seen her videos on youtube uh she runs a channel called Cannot Be Tamed, um, and uh, mm, she does. Uh, you should check out her playthrough videos. I mean, uh, um, they're really great. And actually, she's the one that kind of um, got me uh, into purchasing Rule of Rose. She did a playthrough, and I watched about, I think, about two videos, and I was like, "Yep, I, I definitely need to get this game. Seems like something I would really dig." So I have a copy of that game. Oh yeah. I wish I had done an unboxing video when I got that game because yeah. Steven sent it to me as a surprise and I lost my mind when I opened it. Oh, wow. And my wife was there and I really wish, I, if I have ever done an unboxing video in my life, I should have done one on that when he sent me that game. But it's one of the crown jewels of my collection. Yeah, yeah. It, it, should you just like... Um always have your camera set up so like when you like when you're opening something you have no freaking clue like what it is well i think i might do that from now on like if i get a package and i don't know what it is i i might do that i learned a lesson that day for sure yeah 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 i might have to do that with my secret santa this year 
Oh, that's a good idea. I was considering doing that also. Yeah, yeah, a little unboxing video for that. So, but um, yeah, as I said, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the games. We're not going to go in depth like we typically do about these games, um, just because they're running guns. They're, you know, running gun. You know, it, it's not. There, there's not a whole lot to them other than that. So, I mean, we'll we'll talk about several things, but really want to try to get into the. Um, the top five list that we do every year, and that'll be the, the sort of meat of the show, and uh, we'll, we'll really have a good time. So uh, uh, this is a celebration, so if you hear a little uh, clinky-clink as uh, <laughs> as you're listening to the show, that's uh, a little, little ice bottles popping around. or cans yeah. opening. Yeah, if you hear a can popping, uh, this is a celebration. We've had another great year, and um, it's cheers, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Here, here. Yep. Very good. Mm-hmm. So... And to another great year. Uh, we're going to start out well, and we'll tell you what we're playing in January at the end of the show. But first of all, let's uh, let's start with Contra. Um, that's, um, of course, the Nintendo version that everyone's very familiar with. Um, the PAL release was called Pro Detector, um, and um, that was um, kind of a, a big deal. Um, if, if you don't know, uh, with Contra, you're playing as two shirtless guys running around, as we've already mentioned. But in Pro Protector, you play as robots, so um, some of the the violence and some of the violent edge is sort of taken out of that. Uh, so that was, um, there were some uh, censorship laws in Germany around that time, and so they decided to um, rename it Pro Protector and, you know, add robots instead of humans to give it a, uh, a less sort of violent feel, if you will. But, uh, Let's see. Um, it was originally released as a coin-op in February 1987, and it was called Grizor. I think I'm pronouncing that right, in Europe. It was ported to the NES and Famicom in 1988 by Konami. Uh, the Famicom version is a little bit different. It has cutscenes and added graphical details. Oh, man. I didn't even I know. realize that. I know. Do you have a copy of the Famicom version? I'm I, sure you do. I do not, actually. What? Which is, I, I know, right? Is it hard to come by, or is it... It's, is it, uh, it's not, common? this is some BS, it's the same BS you put up with in the U.S., right? It's it's not hard to come by, but it, right. it's the it, fact that it's it's a popular game, right? Right, right. It sold seven gazillion copies, but everybody wants it. Yeah, so. I think it's like I 40 to 50 it. bucks, which is about what a U.S. Oh, version is going for, too. So. Hmm. But, it, but it would be worth it. Um, uh, so, um, I, I guess, I don't know, I, I don't like that much for Famicom games, but... Uh, Unless it's something that wasn't released in the U.S., but if I could find a copy cheap, um, I would uh, earn a good price. I'd probably pick it up. So, but um, just uh, let's get into it, guys. Tell us your thoughts on Contra. What do you think about the game? Anybody have any history with the game? Oh yeah, I, I I remember this game from when I was a kid, obviously, and and. Listen, you guys know I'm not the nostalgia guy on RF Generation. I'm really not part of the crowd that runs in the the NES circles and and waxes nostalgic about, you know, growing up with the NES, which I did. But that's just not my focus as a collector and as a gamer. But man, if I didn't have nostalgia chills playing this game, because I remember this was one of the ones that I owned, you know, my family owned this game and playing this game with my dad and using the, the 30 man code, which of course we could do for this competition, but, but that's how most people experience the game. And man, what a good, what a good game. I I mean, I definitely have it, you know, in my, 
in my history. And I remember, uh, I think I had a lot of muscle memory playing through like the first four or five levels, um, that helped me. But, uh, yeah, I remember playing this one with my dad a lot. Yeah. It feels good, doesn't it? I mean, like even like popping it in and playing it again, it feels, it feels incredible to play this game. I mean, it just, I don't know. It, it, it's one of those games I could pop in at any time and, and just have a ball, you know, no matter what type of mood I'm in, I, I feel like it's that type of game that I can do that with. Um, so Floyd, Steven, you guys have any memories with Contra? First time you played it, do you remember? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, well, no, not really for me. Uh, I'm pretty new at it myself. Okay. Well, I've got a I've got a deep history that goes back to maybe eight weeks ago, <laughs> um, <laughs> when um, at uh, Retro World Expo when we all uh, met up in Connecticut, uh-huh. hung out at Bill's place for a little bit, and we. Uh, Spend some time on his Play Choice Ten. Sure, that was one of the games that we played. I think that was the only one I played. We, I think you and I were at his place, right? And before, um, well, well, you were there one time before I was, but um, when we, right. we went over to his parents' place, it's down in the basement. And uh, the time you and I were with him, you and I played for a little while. We we played for a little yeah, bit. Played yeah, a little yeah. bit with uh with Krabby too. Yeah. Um, that was, that was my first time playing the game. And let me tell you, I was horrible. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm sure everybody was the first time they played Contra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, it's a tough game and it has a learning curve. But like once you master it, you know, it's I'm sure it's really, really fun to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we got up to the waterfall stage. Mm-hmm. Krabby was doing most of the work. I, you know, I can't take any credit. Um, but yeah, no, um, that was, that was a, a fun stage because um, I didn't know that if you scroll the screen up <laughs> and somebody's at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and when you say fun, you mean it sucks, right? I mean, it's one of the worst. Yeah, yeah. It's th- one of the most painful I, I know, stages on the game. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sarcasm doesn't really translate. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it, was, it still had a blast. Uh, and I mean, but watching Krabby and Duke play that game was just like, wow. Yeah. You know, just it's one of those games where if you watch somebody who's playing really well, or like if you watch a speedrunner or something, mm-hmm. it's so amazing. Yeah. yeah. Or like a no death run, for example. <laughs> Have you all <laughs> ever seen one of those? No, you're just it's like pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, I think like for me. And I, and I might have mentioned this on the forums. I, I did, uh, for those listening, I, I did post a No Death Run up on YouTube. You should, uh, if anyone listening, uh, check out our channel on YouTube and you'll see the No Death Run that I posted and recorded. Not the greatest quality, but, um, you know, it, it was, it was still enough. fun. And, and Stephen actually enough. posted a video too of, a, of uh, finishing the game, um, which, which Stephen, I have to admit, man, uh, you, you were playing the game well because your partner was stealing some of your lives <laughs> and you still made it through, man. It was almost a, yeah. I mean, I think I, you uh, made it I, through I, all the way. I, I got really, um, really anxious at one point because I made it all the way to stage seven without dying. So I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to make this a no death run. And then I fell in one of the long gaps. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah. are you kidding me? But yeah, the, hang, the hanger. Close. Yeah, yep. the hanger is tough. That the I would say the hanger and um, the waterfall for me are the two toughest, the two toughest levels, and where I tend to lose lives on the game um, when I lose the majority of my lives at. Um, but but yeah, man, um, the the thirty man code. I mean, it, it it's interesting to talk about the thirty man code because 
as you guys were talking about it, I, I just I remember playing it and um, always remember popping in that thirty man code from from the first time I ever played the game. And the game is frustrating enough um, to first time players, but um, do you do you think that this game would have been as successful as it as it as it is without that thirty man code? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people used it to learn the game. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely, I did. Yeah. 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 Same here. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I never used the thirty man code. I mean, I I just had to play those first few levels, a f- you know, a few times before wrapping my head around the game, and I still loved it. Uh, <laughs> well, dude, that's why you're the beast. <laughs> <laughs> this goes you're an android. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange playing the game without the thirty man code for the competition, and mm-hmm. it really reminds me of Gradius, and I'm starting to really not love these competitions that we do because they're they're making me frustrated with games that i used to love but uh, yeah (laughs) but on the other hand with contra i i was really trying hard to beat this game without using the code and i i couldn't i couldn't cut the mustard but i have never made it through like all the way to snowfield without dying and i was able to do that a few times that's impressive man that's a a good that's really good well thank you i you know um it's just funny this is one of those games that to hear you guys and your different experiences like steven i know you said base two was really difficult for you and to hear people having trouble with the the waterfall level like Maybe it's, again, the muscle memory, like, Mm -hmm. I just, like, whiz through the first three levels, usually, and I almost always die starting in the snowfield, or, like, the boss of uh, base two, with Mm -hmm. those little homing bullets, yeah, Yeah. so, it's, uh, it's a game, like, if, if I had it in my heart to really try and practice and keep going on it, I would really love to beat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, without the code, and maybe I'll try again uh, during the final week for the battle royale. Yeah, yeah, I I would love I would love to pop that world record score. Um, yeah, what now? Yeah. I didn't realize this six million five hundred fifty three thousand five hundred. That's right. It's nine times completing the game. game nine times. What was wow. you now? You were close to that though, weren't you? Uh, I was uh, three million nine hundred something thousand. So I've done better than that before. Um, it, this wow. wasn't one of my best runs. Uh, but um, but yeah, this was um, my um, I, I was about to finish it for the seventh time. I, I died in the alien layer. Um, on the the seven uh, the sixth run through, which was, it was it would have almost been seven. So now, um, how do they? I'm sorry. Were you, no, go ahead. How do they judge a world? Because now we address the issue of farming on mm-hmm. on the forum because Floyd mentioned, oh, you can farm in the waterfall sure. level, and everybody immediately said, you know what, let's not do that. Right. And and that actually made me kind of realize as I was playing, you could farm everywhere in this game. Like sure. if you're in base one, you could just farm forever. Like sure. or or even in the first level, there's mm-hmm. places you can do it. So how do they judge? Like a world record run, I, I like. How do they negate or make it so you can't farm? You know what I mean. Um, you would probably die of a heart attack sitting there playing forever, um, <laughs> trying to like. I mean, the small amount of points that you get from like picking off like single enemies, um, you get the majority of your points. And I think Steven mentioned this on the phone from finishing the game. I think don't you get like five hundred thousand for finishing the game, Steven? That's what I think it was because yeah, yeah. when I played it with my friend, we got a game over on the last level, and then going back through it, 
um, my, my score was zero starting at the final level. So mm-hmm. finishing the game, I had like 535,000 points or something like that. So okay. I think okay. that sounds about right. Yeah, but, um, you know, Twin Galaxies monitors this competition. There's not a whole lot of people that uh, have the right. Re- I mean, there, there's several. I mean, more than many other games because, you know, the, the reason being is that the score stops at a certain point. It, it just it just stops. You can't get any more points. Um, so um, unlike other games, you know, where you can, you know, there may be like a max point, but it, it's super difficult to obtain in the game you know, locks down or, um, you know, games where um, you can just get an infinite number of points and just keep going. But this one, it has several people have the world record. Um, but but I, I would like to do that at some point. But, you know, you do have to send in your, um, I guess, your videotape copy um, to Twin Galaxies to do that. And they have to check it and make sure it's legit. So I don't know the rules behind that. We'd have to ask Krabby um, he, since he has the... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle speedrun record. I don't know if any of you guys knew that. Oh, wow. I did not uh, know that. Uh-huh. I have his playing card, <laughs> his Twin Galaxies playing card in my game room. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, it's really? pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty cool. He sent it to his me own one playing time. card. He does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> He's that kind of so guy. So he should totally go down to uh, like Summer Games Done Quick or something. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely should, man. I mean, he's, he's good at that. But um, mm-hmm. but anyway. I don't think anybody, I don't think I've ever seen a run of, of that game on AGDQ or S, uh, SGDQ. You, so you can check, that'd be really cool. You can check out his uh, little Crab Master, uh, Crab Master 5000. It's on his uh, YouTube page. You can watch his full run. It's a world record run on there. So mm-hmm. it's got it up. Nice. So check it out. So, um, Rit, wait, I, I just want to ask you one more sure. question about, about high score and completing the game multiple uh-huh. times. When you do it, you played through the game seven times. Mm-hmm. Almost seven, to, right? To, to get your high score, at what point do you start failing and, and why? And I, I don't mean that as a put down. Like, wh- no, why no, do no. you fail? But, you know, like, no, that's, a, you, that's a really good get, question. Do you get bored? Do you get mentally fatigued? Like, what happens that you just can't play through the game infinitely and, and just complete it 50 times? Well, there's there's a few things that happen. Um, one of the things is after, I believe it's the third run, you can't accumulate any more extra men. So I think oh, you get okay. an extra man after every is it twenty five thousand points, twenty or twenty five thousand points, you get an additional man. So that's one thing the game does; it shuts that off. Um, hmm. The other thing that happens is the ads get out of control. I mean, they are running <laughs> at you from all like that waterfall stage. They're running out of the left and right, just insanely at you. And um, if you'll note, I don't know if you noticed, uh, but sometimes, and I don't know if they do it in their first run through, but the the guys that I like to call the runners, the guys that just sort of run at you and they'll fire sometimes, you have to duck down. Uh, you right. know, the kind of standard enemy on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they will lie down and fire. And that's really <laughs> okay. hard to, um, to to navigate and negotiate through the game. Because uh, when they lie down and fire, I mean, you, unless you can drop down to a different level, I mean, it, it's really hard to, like, jump when other things are coming at you from both sides that quick. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. And so... It gets insane to where you're just kind of firing on both sides of the screen just in anticipation of people coming behind you and that sort of thing. Um, so it gets it gets unbelievably crazy as you go through the game. And and that's you know, that's that's kind of one of the cool things about the game and one of the things I appreciate about it is that you know, you're not running the same thing every time. I mean, technically you are. It's the same level, you know, exactly the way it's set up. But 
it does get more difficult to try to prevent you from getting the high score. And I, I don't know that a lot of um, games at that time probably thought about that. And, and it's pretty neat, you know? Yeah, definitely. So does, I, that's very interesting, man. I, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. So good answer. Yeah. Does, uh, does each loop through the game get uh, subsequently harder? Yes. Or is it only after the third? No, no. It, every every loop you you'll you'll start noticing it on the second you you get a few more mm-hmm. ads it, it's it's pr- it's gradual um, okay but it, it gets insane it it really gets nuts um, and there's just bullets coming at you from everywhere <laughs> so uh, so yeah but um, I'll go ahead and kind of tell you guys my history with the game as well um, I, the first time I played this I was at a uh, a sleepover uh, my soccer team was sleeping over at our um, uh, our town's recreation building and of course being being during that time everyone was so obsessed this was um, you know when I was really young I don't I don't remember what age but around the time when the Nintendo came out um, everyone was so obsessed with it that somebody actually brought a 13 inch TV and their Nintendo to the sleepover you know so we That's could stay so up cool. all night and play video <laughs> yeah. games uh, and someone brought Contra, and someone brought Castlevania as well. Had never played either game, um, and um, I just remember—I mean, they knew the thirty-man code, and that's primarily what we played all night. That in Jaws, they also had Jaws. I remember that too. But uh, that was sort of my introduction to the game, um, and I don't think I ever owned the game um, until I was in probably in college. So. But uh, that was sort of my experience. With so that's game. probably where your love for Castlevania and Contra comes from. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. That that kind of one night kind of set me off with uh, with those games, and, and maybe even that's Konami. It. You know, <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. It is. It is. And can I say mm, something really cool, man? controversial sure. right here? Please do. Jaws for the NES is a good game. <laughs> I love Jaws for the NES. I actually thank really you. do. Thank you. Dude. I do. I think it's a great game. Good. Yeah, my my wife and I thoroughly enjoy that. We have a common ground on that game because she's a big Jaws fan in general, and I I've always kind of defended defended it as a good game. And I think it's one of those revisionist history things where people kind of rag on it nowadays. But nah, it's a it's a good game. I, I like it. I, I'm thinking we might have to do a playthrough. Ooh, Ooh yeah. <laughs> Steve, might be Steven's being really quiet right now. <laughs> no, I've never played it. I mean, I've uh, I've seen some. I think there was like an AVGN video, and there was some other stuff I watched, mm. and I thought it actually looked pretty decent. So I, it's a good game. Yeah, I'm not surprised yeah, it's not bad at all. That. I'll get a uh, Mrs. Think, Grey Ghost on a playthrough <laughs> and on the podcast. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. And they made some other Jaws. Um, didn't they make like a Jaws for the Xbox or something like yeah, that, or PlayStation Two? Jaws uh, Unleashed. Uh, funny story. My my. When I first met my wife, she was my next door neighbor and I went over to like kind of hang out with her and her roommate at the time and she was playing Jaws Unleashed on the PS2. Oh, And uh, she says, oh, this game's great. You want to try it? And I said, no, it looks like it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I was just being kind of like the the douchey, like cool guy. You know what I mean? Like trying to be standoffish and dickish and... That's that's what I ended up saying and dissing one of her favorite games and that 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 game also is not bad at all. So I've never played go. it. I'll have to get it. No, copy. it's pretty cool. We might have to do that. We might have to find out um, 
you know, when Jaws, um, if there's any type of anniversary coming up or anything like that, I'm going to you know, I'm gonna have to look into that a little bit. So it's interesting. Yeah, I, I like Jaws, but anyway, I guess we should get, get back on track. Anyway. Rolling Thunder, Rolling Thunder 2 for the Sega Genesis. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling Thunder 2. Well, uh, it's Phil- a Ronin gun. It is. Another <laughs> it's a walking gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Developed by Namco, it's a sequel to 1986's Rolling Thunder. Um, it's ported to the Genesis in 91. Um, it was... It's it's an interesting game. They they actually the Genesis is the I think one of the only places that you can no you can you can get other ports of two three they did Rolling Thunder three on the Genesis and that's the only place that you can play Rolling Thunder three I, I guess unless it's a part of some like compilation or something like that that I don't know about but I I know three was only done for the Genesis but um, did did any of you play the original Rolling Thunder perhaps like in the arcade or on the Nintendo or anywhere else. I haven't. I was going to ask you guys the same thing. No, it's my first exposure to the series. So. Okay. Okay. Yep. Same here. Wow. Okay. Rolling Thunder was like a. It, it was a really big thing in the arcade, um, and uh, it was something I played um, quite a lot growing up. Um, it, it was a game like as a kid that terrified me, and. Um, it, have you have you guys have you guys ever seen Rolling Thunder play the original? I know you said you hadn't played it. Have you ever watched a playthrough or anything like that? No, no. no. But hearing that it terrified yeah, me, I'm kind of intrigued. That's intriguing, definitely. <laughs> okay, well, a big change between Rolling Thunder one and two was, and and let me preface this with I'm from the South, and you may understand why it terrified me as a kid. But the second game, the characters that you fight are robotic they're, they're basically the same style game but the the second game they're robotic the first game they're just a bunch of dudes in hoods and so yeah i mean it, it literally that's what it what it brings up and what it makes you think of i mean it's guys mm. in hoods like walking around and, and you're fighting so wow. yeah so um you know growing up in the south and um in, in a small town i was exposed to um people like that at a, at a very young age not people that I knew but um, they would actually march through town uh, where I grew up and so playing that game for me was kind of uh, it, it was kind of it kind of brought you know kind of scary kind of frightening uh, memories so God, uh, well this show just took a friggin turn <laughs> it just got yeah. dark <laughs> hashtag dark times <laughs> Well, how about uh, you can play as a female character in the second game? You can, I you really can. like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was just <laughs> I was, was going to mention that. It's a good segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, um, but like I said, in the in the second one, and that's kind of the point I was making, is that they they've changed from more from human characters to more sort of like robotic uh, characters that you're fighting against. Uh, you know, as as a means to kind of tone down the violence from the first game. But, uh, but like you said, yep, you can choose. This is the only game within the three games where you actually get a choice of characters. 
you get to choose the guy or the girl. And um, we mentioned this on the threads. Did you um, um, did you guys notice any difference between the two characters that you could use in the game? No, I, I mostly used the girl, but I did try the the male character once, and I didn't notice any difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if this was just me, um, but I died faster as the girl. Really? Yeah. Maybe I was distracted. Maybe so. <laughs> the the first I started playing with the girl and just continued playing as a girl, and I, I I tried the guy one time. And um, I died a few times during the first level, and I, and I just thought to myself, well, there must be something wrong with this guy. you know. And so I went back to the girl and just kept playing as the girl. Hmm. I think everybody's going to have like the character that they just click with, and they're just, they'll stick with that person for the whole game. Right. And, um, just looking on the thread, it, mostly everybody played as, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Layla. Layla. Yeah. Layla, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I actually asked on the forums, is there any difference between the two characters? Yeah. And um everybody said, you know, not that I can see. No. And um Yeah, but uh, maybe it's just like a personal thing where they feel different to you. Um Yeah. But yeah, I I I felt like I was playing better with uh um Albatross. Albatross, uh, the guy. Why does he only get a cool name? Is that a cool a name? name? And albatross is a is a bad thing, isn't that? The... Uh, uh, no, it's uh, it's actually a good thing. Uh, um, it's a good sign if you see like an albatross. No, no, you're right. It is a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That's what you yeah, call a, like a, a like a bad project at work. It's that's a it's the, a bad like omen, albatross. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a bad omen. Yeah, I'm thinking about uh, what's what's the the rhyme of the ancient mariner by uh, Samuel Taylor Coleridge. The uh, the uh, they see the albatross and or they shoot the albatross. Uh, that's it. Yeah, they shot the album, and, and then er- and that, everything uh, goes to hell. Skeletons start appearing, mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah, that right. was just an Iron oh, Maiden. I'm thinking song. about Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not just an Iron Maiden song. <laughs> it's a cool Iron Maiden song. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, fun game. Um, you know, uh, running gun. It's a multi-tiered running gun, so you can um, you can jump up and jump down uh, throughout uh, both tiers. It's sort of a there's a little bit of duck and cover in the second game, which doesn't exist in the first game, which I, I really like. I think it's a great addition. Um, I've played all three games, and I, I think of the three, this is probably the one I would recommend uh, and, and why I kind of suggested playing it this month, um, just because it does have um, some some great additions, um, and... Um, you know, it, it doesn't do too much. I think the third game does a little too much, though. Though I think Sean would probably like the third game more because you can fire diagonally. Because we've talked oh, about. Oh, good to know. Yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, we yeah. were PMing, and I, I, I was joking. I mean, oh, I kind of ragged on the game and in the, the PMs that like, oh, it sucks. But no, it's just I, I think Stephen even said after Contra, this game is kind of slow. Yeah, um, it is comparatively. A slow game. So. Uh, I only played like the first level just kind of as homework for this podcast, but I would definitely dig a little deeper and and check out the third one for sure. Yeah. It's, um, I think you bring up a good point about it being slower. It's definitely slower because it's a more methodical game. And, um, and Steven, I I know you can probably attest to this as you get to some of the later levels, there's, there's these spots where you have to play them a certain way. Like you can only move like on the screen just a little bit further 
or and draw people out that you know are coming out because if you don't if you don't move to a space fast enough you'll get shot in the foot or or, or something like that yeah and there's like these little places like there's you know like these crevices in the wall where you can sort of take cover and then mm -hmm. at, at one level in the game or actually more than one actually there are these enemies that'll hide in there as well and they'll pop out and shoot you and you have to hide in the little crevice too and pop out at the right time so you can shoot the enemies and it's a lot at least a lot more methodical it's not as a uh, fast-paced as contra sure sure yeah and uh but you know i mean that's that's kind of the um for me that's kind of the appeal to it there's a little bit more strategy to it than there is contra we're just running and, and memorization though this game is heavily relies on memorization especially towards the uh the latter yeah, levels that's uh especially when i quit playing it at stage eight because i was already kind of frustrated with stage mm -hmm. seven and then Stage eight, I was just like making very little progress before dying, and it was just so much trial and error, and uh, I knew yeah. it required a lot of memorization, so I just put it down. Yeah. Well, the good thing about this game, I love the password system on this game. Did you did you notice that? Oh, it's yeah. kind of like yeah. these really quirky type passwords, and um, it basically it, it doesn't keep your score. Um, it, it keeps your score, you know, until your lives end, and then you can start over at the level, and your score resets to zero. So the password system just puts you basically, it, it's just one password per level. So if you put in that password, you can go back and play levels again to try to get better at those levels. That, that's kind of what I've been doing with the playthroughs is I've been replaying some levels, just practicing on a few levels to try to get through them without dying or dying so much, and then going back, starting the game over, and then trying to put it all together for a long run. Um, and I think that's kind of the best way to approach this game. I would love to beat this game, but I don't think it's going to happen. I will be shocked if someone beats this game this month. Yeah, I was determined, but once I got to stage eight and how how little progress I was making on each life, I just uh, I don't know. I got I got pretty frustrated. Yeah, yeah. This is um this is the I should mention too. This is the only Rolling Thunder game where it's multiplayer. Where you can play two people at the same time, and I suggest um. If anyone's interested in doing any couch co-op, that you try it with this game. It has a really interesting system because, you know, when you die in the game, you have to start back over at a certain checkpoint, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens in this game is if one of you die, if the other person makes it to that next checkpoint, then your character comes back to life. Okay. Okay, so... Hmm. I like that idea. Yeah, it's it's fairly neat, and it's nothing I, I don't think I've seen in a game before. But once you progress and push to a certain point, if you make it far enough, then they come back. If not, and you you die, then you both start at that uh, last checkpoint you were at. So it, it's interesting because um, my buddy Cameron and I were playing, and you would just you know one of us would die, and we're like, oh man, you got to make it to the next checkpoint because I can like continue, and you know we can keep playing, you know, and you just like. You're just watching in anticipation to see if they can make it or not, so you can, you know, continue with the game. So that that makes the game a lot of fun. It's a neat little addition to it. So. Yeah, I like that. Like you can kind of be um, like lifelines for each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that. That that sounds like it could be really fun. Yeah, a little better yeah. than stealing each other's uh, men. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have to try yeah. that. I actually didn't know this game had a had co-op until I uh, started up for the first time and saw a two-player mode option. So yeah, I'll have to try it. I, did, I didn't either and until I, I think I played it three or four months ago was the first time I played it. And, mm -hmm. um, just uh, We ended up playing it like all night. We loved it so much and, and trying to get through the game. I think we ended up making it to stage eight before we ended up just putting it down after several points of frustration. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, 
yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it's a fun game, and uh, I think anyone should try it out. We've got a really good competition on this game going right now. Everyone's just so – it's such a tight race, and it just seems like every day, because this is the one we're doing right now. This is the Rolling Thunder, like, two period, and uh, it seems like we're putting together a lot of, like, good scores, and everyone's, like, kind of leapfrogging each other back and forth, and so it's a lot of fun. Uh, really enjoying it. Yeah, I think people are really into this one. Yeah. That was, that was a good pick. Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying right it. Right on. And I'm hoping yeah. people will enjoy our next pick as well. Uh, our next pick was... Uh, Metal Slug 3, um, developed by SNK, and was originally released in 2000 for the Neo Geo MVS Arcade. Um, and it's you can find it in various places, various collections, all the um, Metal Slug collections. It's it's pretty much on everything. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, there, it's a sequel to Metal Slug 2 and Metal Slug X, so that's important to note. Uh, We'll just kind of talk about the game. What are some things that kind of strike you about the game? What are things you enjoy, don't enjoy about it? Oh, my God, that gorgeous uh, SNK pixel art, man. I know. That's no what doubt, I was about man. to say. Yeah, that's the some of the best of all time, <laughs> pixel art and yeah. animation. It's a gore in, fest, mm-hmm. too, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How did you I think? Uh, like, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I think the Neo Geo had some of the best-looking oh, pixel art ever. No kidding. It's the reason people collect those cabs, you know? I mean, that, that's yeah, I the reason. I mean, I, I remember like a burger joint in my old hometown somehow had a um, had a Neo Geo. And, and this was oh, one really? of the games. That, yep. that must have been like the place to it be. It was. They had this <laughs> and uh, yeah. Baseball Stars and Magician. Uh, if you guys have never played Magician, that's a really cool game. Uh, but, uh, there's, um, there, there's actually a, a Humble Bundle celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Neo Geo right I now. I saw you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, I did. And um, so I think all the Metal Slugs are in there. So 1, 2, 3, X. Um, there's like King of Fighter games in there. Uh, oh, man, there's a lot. Um, some of them are those like thousand plus dollar cartridges. So. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's, I think it's 10, like right now at the time of recording, it's $10 to get the whole bundle, which I mean, that's worth it, man. They even make golf cool, man. I mean... I don't know if you guys have ever played Turf Masters, but that game is so awesome. Turf Masters is in this bundle. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm gonna have to grab yeah, it, man. You have to. I, I've got actually. Um, it's called SNK Arcade Classics One on the Wii that has a lot of those games. Uh, yeah, that's a good package. I yeah. have that on the PS2. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So, if you want to just try a few of the games out that were on that system, uh, you can with, with any of those collections. But. Uh, Let's uh let's talk a little bit more about uh, Metal Slug Three. Yeah, how did you guys pick three? I, I wasn't really involved in the selection mm-hmm. process of the games. Like there there are like twenty five of these games. Mm-hmm. Or, no, there's like ten. I mean, I'm just being yeah. silly. But yeah. like, how did you pick three out of out of all of them? I had um just I did a quick Google search. I mean, we knew we wanted to play a Metal Slug game. I mean, you think about Running Gun and you think about graphically how cool they are. Um, right. You know, and we wanted something modern, absolutely. Like, to well, somewhat modern to have that era represented. So yeah, it was kind of the perfect marriage of um, 
you know, we, we found a Metal Slug game. We found a game that was on a lot of platforms, which is always good for us to, to max out participation. And then the other thing was I did a Google search of best Metal Slug games. I, I watched some videos and things like that where people talked about what their favorite was. And it was a, a fairly big consensus that Metal Slug X and Metal Slug 3 were the two favorite games, uh, were, the, were the games that people thought were the best um, in the series. Um, so we decided to go with three because I think it's on several more platforms than X is. Okay, um, cool. Um, so that that was my reason for, for going with three. So, and you can play as female characters. You can. Yay. We get to pick from four characters, <laughs> two dudes, true. two girls. And uh, I, I don't think, I think like the other two games um, that we played, uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any difference. I, I For some reason, I thought there was, and I put that on the forums, and I was like, uh, no, no, there's not. Right? Did you yeah, notice any differences? Well, definitely yeah, didn't no, notice. Yeah, I was, I was playing this not too long ago, and I was kind of switching between the characters, and I, I wasn't noticing any differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, same here. Yeah. It's, it's a hard game, and uh, due to the um, constraints of... Um, some of the some of the versions that people are playing it, it, it's strange because and I don't know why they decided to do this on releasing but there's some um, systems that allow you to have infinite lives and I think if you're gonna play Metal Slug 3 and enjoy Metal Slug 3 you should play one with infinite lives uh, but for the purposes of the competition we're only doing like five continues and you only get three lives and this is a crazy crazy game right yeah, it's uh, it is very challenging, and I'm playing on the Wii, uh, uh, Metal Slug Anthology, which does have unlimited continues, mm-hmm. and I found at some points I was just continuing and continuing and continuing, and and again, just like Rolling Thunder Two, I was just playing this game as homework for the podcast, so I sure. didn't get very far, and I must have continued forty times just to get like the, <laughs> through the first two levels. It's uh, insane. Yeah, well, it's yeah. tough as hell. I, I played it on my PS2 anthology, and uh, I I was playing it on free play, and uh, I finished the game, and it tells you how many continues you used at the end, and it was like forty-seven or something like that. Wow, and that's wow. just continues. That's actually you kind have to of multiply impressive. that by three, right? <laughs> What's that? Mm-hmm. You have to multiply yeah, that lives. by three. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, the three lives. I, I was expecting this, uh, the phrase, oh, yeah, I just recorded a no-death run for this game come out of Steven's <laughs> mouth. But it didn't, right? Yeah, four characters? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I made it through the game with one. <laughs> yeah, why, why did you need the other two? <laughs> I'm not that good. <laughs> um, but um, Metal Slug... Um, uh, there's some great weapons you pick up in the game. Um, Metal Slug actually refers to the tanks that you get in the game. I, I didn't know that until I was doing some research on it. Oh, cool. Um, the, the tanks don't play like a, a super major role in the game, but you do run into them every once in a while. Um, one of the, the cool things about this Metal Slug game, and another reason I picked it is because I found out this was one of the few games that actually has branching paths and it was one of the first if not the first metal slug game to have branching paths did you guys encounter any of that or see any of that in the game did you notice it yeah oh yeah yeah i think um first level um there's three branching paths in the first level Mm -hmm. yeah there's one where you can hop in the sub Mm -hmm. or take sort of like the overland approach Mm -hmm. or jump Uh, on the boat Right. Jump on the boat. Yeah. That's the the other one. Yeah. And then you kinda like go from vine to vine or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um What's the third one? I don't know. No, that is the third oh. one. 
That was three. Oh, yeah, the sub, oh. the you can do the uh, upward upland approach to go up to the top, um, and oh, then okay. you can jump on the boat as well. So there's at least mm-hmm. three in that level, and some of the other levels have. Uh, the second level has like an ice cave or something like that. It was pretty crazy. It's a wild game. So now, like when I was playing this game, because um, like I know sometimes th- like food drops. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been able to figure out what that is as yet. Um, points, but it's, points. Okay. It's mostly but just at one points. Point, but yeah, it's mostly just yeah. points. But if you eat, if you gather a lot of the food, it'll make you fat. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say like at one point <laughs> my character got fat, and, and it makes your like your bullets bigger from your gun, which I guess is an advantage. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what it was all about. I, I just thought my sprite changed. Yeah. And you know what I just realized with you guys saying that, and, and you're talking about eating the food makes you fat, and I there's so many other cute things in that, like the second level, you can actually turn into a zombie and yes. play as a zombie. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're saying all these things, and you have this amazing, beautiful sprite work and animation. Isn't is this not like the archetype archetypical indie game that we're getting now? Like this this game was almost like sent back through time. To think that this game, with all of its little cute, little, uh, what's the word, like the quirkiness, quirkiness, the yeah. the little, it's it's almost like a stream of conscious game. I mean, just anything can appear out of anywhere. You know, it's nuts. right. Like you're playing mm-hmm. a run and gun game. That's it's kind of an evolution of Contra in a way that Rolling Thunder wasn't. Like right. you get the power ups, you get different weapons and yet it's very arcadey it was designed to be a quarter muncher oh absolutely but but you turn into a freaking zombie and walk around as (laughs) a zombie (laughs) you're just dragging your leg around yeah it's crazy i I was gonna say that if there's any sort of like connection between the three games like a rolling thunder would be like a stripped down contra sure um uh and and uh metal slug would be like Contra turned all the way to 11. Yeah, right. it's like Contra on steroids with all these like yeah. little hipster tweaks to it, but it's not a hipster <laughs> game because it was made however many years ago before that kind of thing mm-hmm. was popular. That That's really what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's well, way it's ahead of charm, its time. Like, that's that's what I'm trying to say. It's coming out of its ears. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Somebody needs to uh, make that t-shirt, Floyd. This Contra goes to 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. It's just, it's a wild ride, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and it's, I, I don't know, I mean, I mean, thinking back, I mean, the thing was, it was really hard to come up, and, and I don't know if this, if this means anything, but it was really tough to come up with a running gun for the modern side. You guys remember that? I mean, just, just trying yeah, to come our, up with oh, something. Yeah. I, our I had other option was Contra, yeah. Shattered Soldier, yeah, but we I wanted a, to do the original. So. Right. I had a list, mm-hmm. and there was like, it was like. Not even ten games of like modern era running guns. So this brings yeah, up we're a new thinking question. like yeah. what Alien Hominid, yeah, and, which is fantastic um, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too oh. hard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's a, and about it's metal a, slug. Three D <laughs> that game's too hard. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe maybe some of the third person shooters out today are kind of running gun but yeah not really i don't know yeah but the the running gun is like the, the 2d kind of deal you know it's i know yeah it's, it's gotta, yeah it has to have the 2d feel to it it's and, gonna have that like arcade feel mm-hmm, yeah. exactly yeah yeah i guess this is uh, a, a we could have done earth defense force does that count as a running gun <sighs> yeah Maybe. that fits the criteria <laughs> does it really <sighs> oh, i thought that's more like a 3d game 
I have a it lot is, of this It is, but games. it's a run and gun in every sense that we're talking about. Like uh, endless enemies, power-ups, like just stupid action turned up to 11. Like, yeah. Oh, man. I have a lot of those games, actually. I, I, I for some reason, oh, I you should play those, them, uh, man. It, it's, it's that, yeah, it's that, um, it's that whole, like, space bug. Like, I love, like, space bugs and, you know, like, Starship Trooper games, you know, things with that type of feel. So I, I just picked them up and... You know, just, just giant robots and sci-fi and stuff like that. So giant insects, yeah. and that's what those are all about, right? So let us know on rfgeneration.com if you would like to play Earth Defense Force. <laughs> <laughs> As it wasn't made by Nintendo. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You said it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I can take the heat. Uh, all right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, yeah, that made me lose my entire train of thought. I had something really good going. I, okay, I remember. <sighs> Sorry, now. man. No, 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 no. It's great. Um, so, it, I guess my question is: I mean, is this a genre that's kind of lost? Is this something? I mean, like with shmups. I mean, you know, those those haven't been really popular in the states, but we still see quite. Uh, you know, there's 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 a great there's a good crowd for those, and then people are still producing those. A, a lot of a lot of indie games, but I don't really see a lot of indie sort of run-and-gun games. Is this a genre that's just going to end up dying out? Uh, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, is it something that uh, could be revived? I think it just takes one good game. Mm-hmm. You know, like one good game by a modern developer, AAA or indie, doesn't matter. Yeah. Are people kind of um, past that? Too... Is it too broken down, though? You know? But it's it's such a timeless yeah. genre, right? I think you're right, Floyd, and I think it's kind of ripe for the picking. I, I think what we're seeing more now is a blend of run-and-gun mm-hmm. elements with other genres. Yeah. Um, we're seeing Metroid-style like- exploration games that are 2D shooters, and mm-hmm. we're seeing more Diablo-esque, like, isometric 3D action shooters that mm-hmm. take, take run-and-gun elements. But, I mean, I think you're right. I, if if somebody could just do it right, I think it would be, it, it had, it would have the potential to be a great hit. I mean, look at like what Shovel Knight did mm. blending elements of Mega Man and DuckTales. If somebody yeah. could take a game like that and take the best parts of like Contra and I don't know, like Castlevania or something, the best mm. platforming action elements from those games, it yeah. would be a major hit. And with Axiom Verge as well. I mean, they did the I, same thing. I was going to say, you know, Axiom Metroid. Verge is an example. Yeah. yeah. Was it like Metroid, um, uh, Bionic Commando? Yeah. Right? Because you, you have like the grappling hook. Uh, I think Bionic Commando, you can't jump. You just no, have that like grappling jump. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, you cannot jump. Um, yeah. Didn't you listen to the yeah. last Collector cast? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. That's it's one of the most frustrating things in my opinion. Uh, uh, don't yeah. What, that I why, haven't why been on the collector cast yet. No. I know. I agree. <laughs> I wish they would just invite me on. But but going back to can running gun come back to life? Uh, I I stand by that statement. It just takes one yeah good game by you know somebody. You know, it doesn't matter if it's like some dude in his basement making a game by himself or if it's um you know like a a a side project by a major developer or or even a triple a developer it i think it's it's due for a comeback yeah i think you're right i think we're due for for a good run and gun game that uh you Mm -hmm. know people will enjoy and i think there's 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 been these sort of modern attempts to do it um 
you know, Metal Slug is obviously not one of those attempts because this is sort of just a continuation of a successful series. Um, but I, but I felt like Alien Hominid was was a good 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 attempt at making a sort of contra game, putting uh, putting some uh, like great like hand drawn art to it and mm-hmm. giving it that touch. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, I'd like to see. One. Cool. Leave it to the indies. Give it some time. Yeah. This was a great year of gaming for us. Um, I had a fantastic time in 2015 gaming. I just, real quick, I just want to go through the games that we played this year. And for anyone who's not joining us um, in these playthroughs, I mean, just just take a gander, if you will, at this list. Um, I will. <laughs> I want to go through it real quick. January, we played Kid Icarus. And 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. February, Zelda Link to the Past. And 999. In March, we played Medieval. And Batman Arkham Origins. In April, we played Paper Mario. And Tomb Raider, the 2013 version. In May, we played Shining Force. And Kirby's Epic Yarn. In June, we played Mega Man 2 and 3. And Mass Effect. In July, we played Golden Axe 1 through 3. And Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine. In August, we played Little Nemo, Spec Ops The Line. September, Metal Gear Solid, Indigo Prophecy. October, Castlevania Bloodlines and Resident Evil. November, Secret of Evermore and Gravity Rush. And of course, December, we're playing Contra, Rolling Thunder 2, and Metal Slug 3. Man. What a lineup. So, if somebody didn't play, they're missing out on a lot. A lot of great games. I mean, Mm -hmm. so much fun. And... I can say that most of these games that I played for the month, I beat most of the games that I played, uh, with an exception. I think Golden Axe Three, I did. I was not able to complete, um, and I'm pretty positive I'm not going to be able to complete Rolling Thunder Two and Metal Slug Three. But pretty much, that's that's it for what I played. Of course, I didn't play a lot of modern games uh, this time. But um, with that list, we wanted to kind of. This is something we did last year. We had such a blast talking about this, but we wanted to talk well, about... Do you, do you want to sure. explain why we did... Because um, going forward, we're only doing one game a month. Yeah, sure. And and uh, this past year, we did uh, two games a month. Yeah, yeah. Um, a classic title and a more recent one. Sure, sure. And um, I guess that, that's because um, on our generation, I mean, there's a whole variety of people on there. Um, sure, there's a lot of Ninten- Nintendo love. Um but there's a lot of modern gamers on there too, and um, you know I I think I represent them. Um, Sean, you know he's you're you're part of that club, right? Um, so I I think we wanted to do something that would satisfy, you know, both um, eras of gaming. Sure, absolutely. And 
um, as we mentioned on our podcast, um, on our last podcast in November, um, we're going to drop it down to one playthrough a month. And it, we're really sad about that. Um, I, I know, I know Sean and I, especially, I know Floyd, you and Steven, you, you kind of get to flip flop between both sides. You get to play a little retro, a little modern. Uh, but for, you know, for not, not to exclude you guys and, and, and your feelings on the matter, but for Steven and I, this is sort of a, um, uh, the retro side for me is kind of my baby. And I think, Sean, you kind of feel the same way about the modern side, right? It's kind of a, it's it's, it's a tough time for us. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, <clears throat> pardon me, I mentioned this on the Gravity Rush segment that I, I felt like it was really my kind of duty to carry mm-hmm. the torch for modern gaming representation on rfgeneration.com. But I, I, you know, we're not going to drop modern games entirely. Absolutely and I think not. you'll, you, our, our listeners and friends and community members and members of our generation will see a good mix of modern and retro titles uh, because we're going to kind of spread it out, you know, over the year. It'll be one game a month, but we're not going to exclude modern titles. So Absolutely not. We're going to have plenty of modern titles. I'm excited about getting to play some modern titles and... Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. As most people know, Art Generation is a collector site. We have the world's largest video game database out there. And so the majority of our members are, are people who are collectors and who like to catalog their games. Um, you know, the majority of the people aren't active on our forums, but the ones we do that have are active on our forums are just, just a wonderful wonderful community of people and what we're hoping is that like by dropping it down to one playthrough a month what we can do is we can be more inclusive and not have people have to say oh well i'm only going to be able to play one game this month because i'm going to put a lot of time into it so i'm going to choose the modern side or i'm going to choose the retro side what we want to do is we want to have an all-inclusive playthrough where everyone can play everyone can talk about the games and um that is one of our major reasons for doing that. Our second reason is, I mean, heck, I, we just miss talking to each other. I mean, I, I'm Sean and I, I mean, you know, we, we like to tease each other a lot. We're very antagonistic toward each other and have a lot of fun with each other. I mean, we really we really do. Oh, yeah. Come on. I mean, I, I got, I, okay, I got a text the other day for only Thunder Tuesday. This game sucks. <laughs> so, well, well, mind you, Sean was a few siders in at that point. <laughs> I don't know. But we like to have fun with each other, and we, we like to antagonize each other. And, and I, I do it to him all the time, too. So it, it's a lot of fun, and it, it makes for a, for a good time for all of us and uh the four of us really enjoy talking to each other and that's really one of the things we wanted to bring about and Mm -hmm. uh, one of the big reasons for doing this is because you know it's really nice when all first together because we all really click really well and it you know it makes for a better podcast as well and right and it's it's like this was the only time each year that the four of us could come together in one place absolutely so it's nice you know going forward that we can we can all be here we can all sort of bounce off of each other um and that like camaraderie that friendship that you know like fun vibe Mm -hmm. is is really going to carry through yeah and you can't have that if you're not consistent with it right i mean you have to Mm -hmm. you you have to be consistent you have to do it over and over again to have that fun feeling and um i i know that when i participated on the um um the warhammer segment with um with sean um, and Steven, 
that's not a game that I really cared for, to be honest. Um, I'm glad I played it, but I overall I didn't really care for the game at, at the end of it. But one of the best things was being able to talk to those guys about the game. We had a lot of fun talking about it, whether we enjoyed it or not. Right? I agree. Completely mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, I relish the opportunities to be on the air with all three of you at once and to think that we're going to be doing that pretty much on a regular basis going forward is is very exciting yeah absolutely so. it's going to be a lot of fun and uh um i, I can't wait i think it's you know it, it's good things going forward everything's going to improve the quality of everything will, will be much better and you'll get a lot better in-depth coverage of these games uh, with four people as you would opposed to two or three so cool that's, that's all we'll say about that but let, so let me hit you guys with this fact <laughs> before we start our top five can you believe that we've played 86 games so far well you have <laughs> well, i haven't but I mean, like as a playthrough group. No, that that as, is as, awesome. As a community, that, that is really awesome. I started counting it up. I was looking at like our our schedule because we keep that on a Google Doc, and um, I counted it up, and I was like, "Oh my God, we're so close to a hundred games. We're gonna hit a hundred this year, uh, in mm-hmm. coming year." I can't like yeah, no, you're right. Like as a community, collectively, we've played nearly a hundred games. Um, in in the span of what just just under couple of years yeah just a couple of years um i mean yeah yeah i, so, I can't remember I mean, when that first playthrough was but it was the uh uh it was the last story it was the one it was the last story yeah. and that was um that was with uh with Crabmaster, and he's kind of like hey guys i'm playing this game yeah if you want to play with me you know that's cool and you know post your thoughts in the thread and you know it'll be like we're it's it'll be like we're playing together and and you know it's it's so cool that this has evolved in, into what it is now yeah we're gonna have to do something very special when we get 100 but uh, 86 mm-hmm. games so far um we're, we're we're almost there and and i do think we'll break that 100 mark uh, within uh, in 2016 so it should be a good time but let's let's get right into it uh, we're going to talk about our top playthrough uh games our top five playthrough games of 2015 uh kind of randomly drew numbers for this and we're going to start out with steven's number five pick we're going to kind of do it like a snake order it's going to be steven it's going to be floyd it's going to be myself and then sean and then what and what will happen uh when we do our fourth pick sean will go and then i'll go and then floyd and then steven and we'll just kind of do it like in a snake order um so um let, let's start off with Steven. Steven, tell us a little bit, uh, first of all, before you do your number five pick, tell us a little bit about kind of how you came up with your list. Because sometimes we, we all have uh, different methods or uh, things that we're thinking about when we come up with our list. Is there anything special that you did? Yeah, so when I first started making my list, I just took all the playthroughs I, I participated in this year, which the number is at 17. Um, and I just started ranking them. I didn't have any criteria in mind. I just was kind of going with my gut. But as I, as my list started forming, I noticed that it was the games that really surpassed my expectations that were at the top. Okay. Um, so that's kind of what I started formulating my list around. And uh, so for me, it's just the games that were pleasant surprises and surpassed my expectations. Okay. I didn't really want to factor in things like participation and uh, things like that. So. Okay. With that right. being said, my number five pick is Castlevania Bloodlines. Oh, awesome. 
Yeah, I don't know. Its game gets kind of a bad rap for some reason. Uh, I don't understand that either. I can only assume it's because it's on the Genesis and not on a Nintendo console. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 still a very good game. It uh, you know the gameplay's solid. Uh, the the art style is you know it's colorful and vibrant, nice to look at, and uh, you know it's. Not only is it a, a great game, it's a great Castlevania game, and uh, I'm yeah. not, really, not really sure what the uh, backlash is for, but uh, I'm with really you, man. It. I'm, I'm with you. Isn't man. it? Isn't it one of the tougher Castlevanias? I yeah. I don't think I would say that no. honestly. No. Okay. I, I think it, That's fair. I, I, I've seen both sides of it, Floyd, which is really strange. I, I have some people say that it's too hard, and then there's some people that say that say it's too easy. So. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you on that. I think it's. No, I, I think if you're, I think if you're an avid Castlevania fan and you enjoy Castlevania and you like the style of those games, I think you can beat it. You know, if you're, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if you've played through like, if you if you've beaten the first game, which to me was, you know, exceedingly uh, difficult uh, when I when I was younger. Uh, but if you've beaten the first game, uh, I, I think you can beat Bloodlines. Yeah, I definitely think the first game is more difficult. Yeah, there, there's definitely a. Um, uh, kind of a boss gauntlet at the end of it that's that's rough uh, just mm-hmm. boss after boss after boss and that that's really the toughest part of the game but it is a it's an exceedingly beautiful game one of the first things i noticed um just the the artwork in the background uh, of the game is just oh man it's i think yeah, it is it is one of the more gorgeous looking yeah. castlevanias yeah. and i think another knock on it is you know you do have your standard um guy with a whip but then you also have a uh, I want to say Eric Legrand. Is that right? Um, I think that's his name. Yeah, who has the, uh, uses sort of like the spear. And I think that's an odd choice for a lot of people. And so, and, and like Steven said, you know, being on the Sega Genesis, I think people kind of knock it a little bit for that. But. Yeah, the game takes a few little departures from the standard formula of the series, but uh, I, I, I enjoyed a lot of the changes and it's still, it's still very much a Castlevania game at its core. I agree. Uh, and, and a good mm-hmm. one at that. So yeah. I agree. Awesome. All right, Floyd, number five. Um, so as as you guys know, I I was one of the um, flip flop guys. So I kind of did six months of uh, of modern titles and then um, six months of the more classic games. So you know, I kind of had two pools to pick from. Um, however. Um, only one of my, uh, picks comes from the classic side and, and, you know, that's, that's not to knock the older games. Um, you know, I, I love video gaming, uh, in general. I mean, uh, well, I hope even so, when friends, <laughs> <laughs> even, even when friends come over, you know, like a personal bias I'll, I'll try to push the older stuff on them because a lot of my friends are, are pc gamers so um you know i just want to show them that that these older titles do hold up today and, and that they're still fun but i I'm, I'm sort of digressing here um you know i had two pulls to pick from so you know i had a, I had a big variety of, of games that i could choose from um and what i i didn't really have a set criteria for my top five sure. I kind of just picked the games that will um, last with me the longest and, and games that I'm thankful for for playing, you know, th- games that I, I really feel satisfied that I had the chance to, to play them. Um, and like, OK, so to get into my number five choice, I'm not the biggest superhero guy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that being said i do really like batman like i i, I really enjoyed the cartoons mm-hmm. um you know I, i've watched most of the movies I, i've still got some that i have to catch up on so um you know all that being said my number five goes to bat batman arkham origins i think it's you know it's it's really uh it's really cool to be able to play as batman and you know be that uh you know dark knight who you know he's he's a, a character who can just inspire fear into people and you know that's his one of his greatest weapons yeah um and you know it was fun to move into sort of an open world uh mechanic Com- like going comparing that to um arkham asylum uh-huh. which was kind of metroidvania ish uh-huh. Um, it was just fun to sort of be Batman, fly around the city, um, take down baddies as you go, and you know find mission objectives and side quests and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, this game didn't make my list, so if I could just throw in my two cents, that was a good uh, playthrough. Having you as my co-host, Floyd, we I think we did a good job on that one, and that was a good podcast. I remember that mm-hmm. episode being pretty good. So I'm glad you picked it because it's not on my list, but. I think that, like you, I agree with with you that that whole franchise is really good, um, and that game was really no slouch. Yeah, it's so. it's it's a series that uh, you know is is deserving of being played. Yeah, yeah. It's the only one I don't have yet. I mean, when I picked up my, I got my PS3 last Christmas, and uh, I have Asylum and I have City on PS3, and I I have not gotten Origins yet, and I considered playing it with you guys, but I had played. Kid Icarus. I played Blood on the Sand. That was actually the first PS3 game I played on my system, which is Way awesome. To break it in, I know, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> and then I uh, played Link to the Past, and then 999 in February. So uh, by the time March got around, I was a little burnt out, and I was like, ah, I just don't, I, you know, I didn't do it. But uh, yeah, um, those games. Yeah, you were kind of putting in a lot of overtime yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah. It, but those games are, are some of the games that I've heard nothing but good things about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've added those to come ele- to my collection since then. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah. It's it's a great series. I uh, actually didn't play that with the playthrough. I've, I played it um, maybe a couple years ago. But, yeah, it's uh, definitely a great series. You should check it out. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, let's see. Who's next? Oh, that would be me. It's you. All right. I'm going to make me a drink real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got uh, scotch on the rocks, right? Yes. All right. So um, so for my number uh, five pick, um, I was trying to come up with a way to do my list this year because last year I, I decided I'm going to do a list of I'm not going to include any games that I've played before. Well, this year there were a lot of games that I had played before, but at the same time, this year there, there are games that I enjoyed playing a lot more this time than I did when I had originally played them. And and oftentimes as you're playing games, you're, you're wondering, is this going to hold up later? And when later gets here, you go back and you play games, and you're like, I don't, I don't know. You know, is this game gonna hold up? I, I see that a lot. Um, you know, being a collector of old games and games that I really revered um, in my childhood, I kind of find that it, it's not as good as I remember it. But one game that we played this year that I was so excited, and and you guys know, I mean, I've talked about this game for years, and I've been so excited about sharing this with everyone in the community. Um, and that game was Medieval on the PS1. Um, it was um, it was a game I was so excited to share with people, and I wanted to play like 
in November, like for so many years. I think I skipped two, no, two Novembers being able to play this game and finally broke it out this March. It, it, it's not a game that was really suited for March, and I'll admit that as being the one that picked it. But I, I, I wanted to play it so bad and share it with people that I, I just didn't really think. Because Medieval has a very October, November, kind of fall vibe. Wouldn't you agree, um, Stephen? Yeah, I mean, your your main character that you control is a skeleton. For, right, you know, right. So, and it has a lot like, of, lot, lot of like dark environments. Scarecrows, and, pumpkin yeah. patches, and you know things like that. So it's more suited for that time of year. So it was the wrong time of year to sort of... And, this and, game. and it's very Tim Burton-y, isn't it? Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds you a lot of um, a lot of the Tim Burton films, especially uh, something like Nightmare Before Christmas, if you will. Uh, but it's a fun game. It's very comical. Um, it was the one game that I, I really wanted to share with people because I thought, okay, well, people may not know about this game. Uh, they might have vaguely heard of it, thought about picking it up at some point. Um, and it... it didn't get a lot of draw, uh, but I was very, very happy that I at least forced Steven to play this with me, and I feel like he <laughs> enjoyed it, and even to change one person's mind uh, about how a game might possibly be, um, and hopefully they would enjoy it, was was, was good for me, and good enough, and that's mm-hmm. why I picked this at number five. Yeah, this was a game that... I think it's a bit of a hidden gem. It is. Yeah, exactly. This is yeah. Game, it wasn't on my radar before the playthrough, and then you know I can safely say it's uh, that little overlooked hidden gem for the PlayStation. It has some control issues, for sure. Yeah, this, it's it's yeah. a product of its time for being like kind of an early 3D uh-huh. game. So, but I yeah, think compared to other controls. three... I think compared to other 3D games at the time, it far exceeds stuff that other people were trying to do. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's got a good premise... Um, um, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of hidden areas and things like that, and uh, um, you know, collecting like souls for the chalices is just a, like a, a neat, really neat mechanic. I thought, and uh, good weapons, and you know, just a, just a fun game, and, and very comical too. So, do you, do you have a, a personal history with this game? Because it sounds like you're really passionate about it. It's strange. It's just one of those games. Um, you know, every once in a while, I will find a game that's at a really cheap price that just looks like a neat game. I, I didn't read about this game in any magazine or anything like that. I just, I, I think I picked it up at like Funko Land and I, I just, mm-hmm. I just saw it, you know, like in, um, and I was like, okay, well this is cheap. Um, it's a used copy. I was like, well, it, it seems kind of neat. It seems like a kind of a Tim Burton-esque kind of, you know, game. I'll pick it up and try it out. And, um, you know, it just kind of stuck with me. I really liked it. I like the style. I like the, like I said, the, the humor in the game is, uh, is really great. So, um, it kind of stuck with me, and it was just something I wanted to share with the community, and something so, that really held so, up. You know, I thought. So it, I guess you picked it up a while ago. It's it's been something that's, uh, or it's something that's been in your, your collection. Yeah, for I, I would a while. say so. Yeah, probably late nineties. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, like we we don't have a fun land up here in Canada. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are extinct have, now, uh, as far as I know. Yeah, we have. Um, we used to have electronic boutique. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that was uh, stateside as well. Sure, but sure. EB Games, yeah. Yeah. EB Games, right? Absolutely. Well, our, our electronic GameStop. boutique, our electronic boutique got bought out by GameStop. As far as I know, mm-hmm. I may be wrong about some details, mm-hmm. but all the electronic boutiques became EB Games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now, like, if you were to go to EB Games and you buy something, uh, you know, they they make you do that mandatory or not mandatory survey, but they make you do that survey. Uh, you know, tell GameStop, right? 
I'm sure everybody knows about that. At least the modern gamers must know oh. about that. So they don't even call them EB Games down here every, at all. Everything is GameStop. Yeah, everything's so, GameStop. GameStop. Yeah. Eh? yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess up here they held on to the name. I yeah, that's interesting. So. Yeah. Sometimes you know a company will buy will buy out another company, but they will just they'll hold on to the name just for the the name recognition. But but mm-hmm. like GameStop mm-hmm. might still own EB Games. It might be the you know the forefront of it. So that's interesting. Yeah, quite possible. Yeah. All right. Well, all right, Sean. Number five, man. It's up to you. How did you uh, come up with your list? All right. So l- last year I I came up with my list based on the playthroughs themselves mostly. And I, I last year I wanted to highlight playthroughs that were good, where I did a good job hosting and where community members participated a lot. And I don't want to knock anybody, and I'm not ungrateful for the participation we've had, but the modern side, uh, let's just say I couldn't use that criteria for my list this year. Yeah. Um, so what I decided to do, I didn't have much of a criteria, to be honest. And if I could just take take a chance to get on my soapbox for a second. And I, I've talked about this a couple times about just the, the problems with modern games in general. Mm-hmm. And I think that we played a lot of games that fall under the category of homogenized modern games and i've referenced a youtube video by somebody who floyd and i are are a big fan of uh, a guy named george weebman who has a youtube channel called super bunny hop and he has a video called how design trends ruin great games and he mm-hmm. he basically talks about modern game design in general and how a lot of modern games now are it's basically The Last of Us or Resident Evil 4 uh, reiteration. Mm-hmm. So, in, 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 in a nutshell, yeah, it's, it kind of follows that like action formula and they don't want you to fail too. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I lament the fact that we played quite a few of these types of games in the modern side. So... Well, before sorry to interrupt you, but no, before you ahead. before you go with your with your number five, like I I guess you were kind of regretful that probably a lot of these modern games suffer from that, but there's no other option. It's just a sign of the times for modern gaming. No, you're you know you're, you're totally right, and we chose the games we chose, we played the games we played, and I have I've talked about this before. I've referenced this this particular video on the podcast. I, I, I'm, I'm sure we talked about that on every podcast we were on together. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, having said that, I tried to make my list a little bit more interesting by just picking games that don't fall into that trap, uh, because. Okay. Quite frankly, for example, like Tomb Raider 2013 is one of my favorite games of all time. It did not make my list because it's a run-of-the-mill modern third-person shooter. Mm-hmm. So I didn't put it on my list because it's not particularly interesting. It just does the genre very well. I played it. I played that a, a little bit, but actually put it down. Yeah, kind of felt that way too. Yeah. So anyway, I don't. I don't want to beat a dead horse with that. So maybe that's one of the things that we're m- m- maybe p- 
putting modern and retro aside and just p- picking one good game a month where this will, you won't have to listen to me bitch about the problems <laughs> with modern games every month while simultaneously saying I want to play modern games every month. So mm-hmm. anyway, my number five pick is Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Okay. And I kind of wanted to echo what I did last year by picking the Wind Waker as my number five pick, because once again, I can almost echo everything I said about the Wind Waker and that I don't usually play Zelda games. I only played it because of the playthrough and I enjoyed it despite the fact that I was, I, if I listen back to the podcast and I'm going to just kind of repeat a couple of things that I said during that segment. But I played it with a walkthrough. I played it at work. I played it on the Game Boy Advance. And I was just trying to almost speed run it and just get through it as quickly as I could. But I still enjoyed it a lot. And I enjoyed sharing my experience with you guys as uh, people like you um, on the podcast. Rich and Steven were on the segment with me. And, and, and y'all had played it like uh, when you were younger. So we talked about playing it nostalgically versus playing it not nostalgically. And I think the game itself and the podcast uh, reflected a really good playthrough, and that's why it's my number five pick. Oh, cool, cool. I just want to point out one thing that you said. Use the word y'all, which means you're in Texas now, which is awesome. <laughs> oh, that's another you, thing. You fully integrated, man. That's another um, – thank you for bringing that up. That's another thing I wanted to bring up is that during 2015, I relocated from New yeah. Jersey to yeah. Texas, and it's – it's great. I'm very happy about it. But because of that, I didn't play as many of these games as I wish I could have because right. I was too busy trying to find a place to live and selling my house and doing all these crazy things and living alone without my wife for a couple of months, which was just, that was just crazy. Like, so yeah, a lot of outside um, stressors and glad to see that you're really happy now and uh, in a good place. So. Thank you, man. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's that. That was a big factor in the games that I actually played. So, yeah, I I, I love Zelda. Um, surprisingly, it it, it I, I know people are gonna say like this is such a fantastic game, and probably people would argue that this is the best game that was made for the Super Nintendo. Did not make my list, um, and and I played it, but um. It's a great game. It's a fantastic game. It's a game I have so many wonderful memories of, and uh, and and, I, and I'll stand by people to say it's one of the best games on the Super Nintendo. I completely agree, mm-hmm. definitely. But just the way I did my list this year, it didn't make it, um, and it was a tough game to leave off. Again, I think it'll just it'll give me good memories of. A factor in it is playing it on the Game Boy Advance, which I don't play very often, and just having the uh, just the reminiscence of playing that game at my old job in New Jersey. Honestly, yeah. might might have something to do with why I'm a, I have an attachment to that game now. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. That's yeah. really cool, man. That's, so, yeah, this, this game did not make my list, despite being yeah. one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. It, uh, it's probably within my top five. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, based on my criteria, it's this this game firmly met my expectations because of how many times I've played it. So, yeah, uh, didn't, exactly. Didn't, didn't make my list for that reason. But uh, still, point. like I said, one of my favorite games of all time, and uh, I'm glad, glad to see it's on your list. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm glad to see that uh, you enjoyed it because I was I was a little worried that you might not have enjoyed playing that game. So uh, it, it it means a lot for someone who's never played it to to actually enjoy a game that's being picked. So, so that's really cool. Cool. 
Sean, you're you're it, you again, man. Number four. Let's hear it. All right, cool. So we're gonna go back in reverse order now. So Absolutely. my number four. Um, my number four kind of does fall into this criteria that I was complaining about, but it does have a special place as far as context and what it did with its themes and with its tone. And, I, you know, it was a game that I've played before. That's another thing that I, I didn't mention with my, my criteria, how I came up with my list, is that so many of these games I've played before and I'm playing them again. Like Gravity Rush, uh, Mass Effect, Metal Gear Solid, Tomb Raider, like all these games I've played them before, and <laughs> it's another theme in the modern podcast <laughs> where where I say I don't usually do this, but I played the game again for the playthrough and blah blah blah. But I my number four pick is Spec Ops: The Line, yeah, be, because. I think Steven did a freaking amazing job with this playthrough and this game is incredible and the the, the political themes the the anti-war message that it has everything that is going on with this game we went into super in-depth with it with the podcast and I'm really proud of that segment yeah. so that's why it's that's why that's my number four just yeah, listen to yeah, it's a yeah one of one of my favorite segments we've done, and just the amount of amount of time and research I, I put into kind of putting our outline together, uh, and I just had a lot of fun doing it and uh, researching it. So just, it, it'll it'll you'll see it on my list a little bit higher. So yeah, yeah, just just right uh, someone who looks at the Google Doc like to make notes. Dude, you, your notes for that were so intense, man. Like, I was like, like this two is two or three pages. I was like, these <laughs> are the most two. amazing notes I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And listening to the podcast, I did not play the game. Listening to the podcast alone made me go out and buy this game immediately. I was like, wow. I mean, this game sounds awesome. And I listened to the entire podcast, and I know I probably got some spoilers, but you know I have I'm old. I have a very short term memory, so it doesn't matter. So I'm definitely going to play this game down the road. And uh, that was a fantastic podcast. You guys did an amazing yeah, that, job. Uh, of that. We, had, we, had a, we got a lot of good feedback like that. People who had no interest in the game, you know, replying back saying that now they're interested and they picked up the game, and that that was really cool for me. Yeah, I mean, who would even yeah. think? I mean, a Spec Ops game. I mean. I mean, who would think that, like, I mean, it, it just seems like you're, you're just, your basic, like, milquetoast title, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it mm -hmm. really does, and I don't, I don't mean to be, to well, sound like, you know, to sound offensive about people that play, like, you know, games like Battlefield or Spec Ops or anything, but from the conversation you guys had, this game is so much more than that. It's so deep, I, and it's great. I wanted to say that, like, because um, Sean's criteria were, were games that aren't run of the mill at least for modern games and and richie just said it, it's you know it's like formulaic or, or or whatever your words were i think on the surface and and i didn't play spec ops um i really wanted to mm -hmm. um and and now I, i'm i'm going to be trying to track down a copy um and like just editing that show you know i'm one of the editors of the show um that was such a fun segment to to work on right and and like um, Steven and Sean just hit it, you know, out of the park. Yeah, you guys like, are really nail, passionate, hit the nail head all the head with that, that one, Like you, yeah. you guys did an awesome job, and you really made me want to play this Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Um, on on the surface, I think it's really formulaic, uh, just just based on what you guys talked about. But 
under the surface like there's a lot of like subtext in this game mm-hmm. um it it sounds like it's a very subversive game like it's it's a game that's self-aware um oh it, it yeah subversive yeah. is the perfect word for it yeah, yeah I, I think like i can probably gush about it for you know hours hours on end as somebody who didn't play it yeah you know and yeah um yeah i i, I don't i don't want to take away from anybody's time um yeah, no, like awesome game, awesome pick. Well, isn't that? And, isn't that and what we, I'm going to be looking for it. Isn't that not what we love about games? Games that where developers decide like to take that chance and and to make something that exceeds something that is so formulaic. You know, something that's out of yeah, the ordinary definitely. that you just don't expect. Yeah, and it's it's awesome that it used the formula to defy the formula. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Hmm. Number four. Um. Uh, well, this this is actually two games. I'm putting two games together. Cheater. For no, <laughs> not not really. Once you understand, same playthrough, so it, oh, it, it I know counts. Where you're going with this? Um, is it, is it a tie or is it the same playthrough <laughs> month? <laughs> no, and, and it may not be where you think I'm going with this. I think Sean, you might think I might be talking about Mega Man Two and Three. No, do. I thought you were going to okay. go run and gun. I no. thought you were going to say Contra rolling no. I, I, I thought you no. were going to go run and no. gun. Or, um, I'm sorry, Mega Man. Nope, not going with either, actually. Um, my, my pick for this is actually Golden Axe 1 and 2. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and I got a message from that Sean that said this sucks too. But no. All right. <laughs> Again, that's just a joke. <laughs> Again, we like to antagonize each other. So well, it's all, it's, I it's mean, all in it, good fun. It's just yeah. the fact that every game on the Sega Genesis sucks. So. Oh, no. No, I'm now just a Sega Nintendo kid. fan. Though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was a Sega I'm kid, so I, I really love that system. Uh, I, I do too. And and I've um, w- one of the reasons for it is I've had sort of a um, – I didn't get my first uh, Sega Genesis until – see about five years ago so um really i'm like five or six years into sega genesis and even when i got it i was like ah, it's not as good as nintendo i you know it's not as good as my super nintendo but recently um you know I'd, i've become really great friends with a new guy uh, cameron who was on our golden axe show and he grew up with the genesis and he has put me on to some fantastic games and he actually played through golden axe with us and we co-op that and just the co-op experience of us playing through golden axe one and two and three um it it was just just a fantastic experience for me and um, one of the things that's really like i mean my genesis collecting has just gone through the roof because of this i've just been seeking out new games and it's so awesome to be 38 years old have like a complete history of just Nintendo from that far back and to find like this kind of new retro world of games to enjoy. You just discovered the power of blast processing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Golden Axe is, it's a Golden Axe one and two are games that I had played, you know, um, you know, before five and six years ago, I, I'd played them in the arcade and things like that. But, um, for me, like this playthrough was just a, um, just just a ton of fun and i think a part of that was just the enjoyment of him coming over we there was a point when like every thursday night he would come over and just he would come with a like a uh, a grocery bag like a plastic grocery bag of games like like ringing my doorbell at my front door this grocery bag of games and we would just open it up and he would just bring stuff over and we would just pop it in you know and 
just kind of going back to that sort of couch co-op phase that I enjoyed so much as a kid uh, was just so awesome. And um, that that's why this one made my list. I had such a great time with Golden Axe 1 and 2. Um, beat both games, did not beat Golden Axe 3. Um, but, uh, you know, just to, just to be able to knock those off the list, you know, um, was uh, just awesome. So... Cool. I, I was just going to say, I think that's one of the strengths of the Genesis. It, it had so many good arcade ports. Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Golden Axe playthrough didn't actually make my list, um, but I, I mean, I've played these games <clears throat> since I was a kid, and, uh, you know, I love these games, but I think my experience with this playthrough, I before I'd always played these games in co-op. I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. played them like single player, sure. but for the playthrough, I, I couldn't scrounge up a uh, co-op partner, so I played them by myself. The uh, single player experience is not as good, so uh, it kind of, I kind of uh, lowered it uh, yeah. for me a little bit, but uh, it's still still great games. I completely understand that. I think they're games that are meant to be played co-op. I mean, it, it it was a different time, and it was great to, I think as I mentioned before, it, it was great to feel like a kid again, you know, and, and have that time again, and mm-hmm. I think that's why it made my list. So, all right, cool. All right, Floyd, back to you. Number four. All right, my number four is a very formulaic game. And I probably played a lot, like very similar to pretty much every action-adventure third-person shooter game of that year. Um, it, it took... I mean, uh, yeah, I guess you could say it took a lot of influences from um, a very successful game of that year, um, and probably was it was definitely in my um, uh, personal top five. Um, the game that uh, that I'm talking about is the 2013 reboot of Term- Tomb Raider. Uh-huh. Um, was it formulaic? Yes. You know, was it, you know, like cookie cutter to, you know, like every little minutia? Yes. But it was a fun game, you know, yep. um, to but but also to give to give Laura Croft uh, like a backstory was was, you know, kind of cool. Um, you know, like I, I haven't played any of the PlayStation 1 Tomb Raider games, mm-hmm. um, but to, to give you know this you know strong character this is very iconic character within you know the realm of video gaming a backstory um is 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 really cool in my opinion and um you know yeah it had its flaws you know one of them being you know it's 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 super cookie cutter um and and you know it's just sort of like you know follow the cookie trail um into in you know from point a to point b um, you know, it, it, there was sort of that uh, survival instinct where, you know, your your checkpoint was, you know, glowing. So you always knew where you, you had to go. There wasn't that much exploration unless you wanted to go out of your way for it. Um, but it was just personally a blast to play. Yeah. And that's why it makes my top five. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like and just hearing about the um, just the accolades that the new Tomb Raider is getting uh, from from lots of people, I feel like this was sort of a jumping point. This game was sort of a jumping point for that new game, 
Tomb Raider is one of those series that, you know, on the PlayStation, it was, I don't know. The, the, it was very important for the PlayStation. Yeah, it was, but the mechanics of it were just so, uh, they were so primitive and brutal. But, you know, at, at the time, you know. Product of its time, right? It, absolutely. And, and just something that. They were tough to master, really tough mechanics to master, well, but they made a ton one, of games. One thing that, you know, I, I want to, he, he sort of reminded me of, and, and I want to mention this, kind of brings up the, uh, you know, formulaic modern game design approach. Um, in in the new Tomb Raider games, uh, if you want to jump to a ledge, you know, it, it's highlighted to say that, yes, you can jump and, and grab onto this ledge, but there's no, like, risk, there's no sort of, like, Oh man, am I going to make this jump? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in the older games, you had to position position yourself for the run up, go for it, and at the last second make the jump, <laughs> and then press the grab button sure. to grab onto the ledge. Yeah, which which you don't have that in the new games. It's just you know line up the jump, run, jump, and 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 Laura automatically grabs the edge. It's kind of it it takes some of the uh, risk and like adrenaline rush out of it yeah yeah whether you're gonna make that that jump or not yeah mm-hmm. but I, I think I, I think with the tomb raider release the 2013 tomb raider release i think it was a great sort of springboard to get to where we are now as far as making this new game which apparently is fantastic from what i've, from what I've heard from people it's it's one of those series you you kind of always wonder is this one of those things that's going to survive you know i mean they made God, how many games did they make for the PlayStation? At least four that I know of. One At through least, three. Right. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, is it Revel- Revelations? Is, is that another one? Yeah, I think so. Um, and it's one of those series. You're like, is this going to survive? Is this going to test time? You know, uh, you know, really strong female character. Um, and it and it has, and I think it's sort of gotten a nice rebirth and i feel like that this game was sort of like a nice springboard for that and i I didn't play a lot of it i played a little bit of it but uh from what i played um i I did enjoy it Uh, Mm -hmm. and and it it may be formulate to you guys but from someone who's just getting in dipping his toe into modern gaming um i had a lot of fun with it from what i played Mm -hmm. okay cool cool. (laughs) 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 all right I know there were things I could have added, but whatever. Yeah. It's cool. All right. So, uh, Steven, number four. Uh, my number four is Gravity Rush. Okay. Cool. Um, Woohoo! Yeah, this is um, it's a game I you know had on the Vita. I mean, we just talked about this a month ago, so uh, you know, don't want to say too much about it. But you know, I've had it on the Vita for like three years, and you know, Sean suggested it for a playthrough, and I never really had high expectations for this game it didn't really look that appealing to me but I started playing it and I, I really enjoyed this game and it's you know it's a, a unique gem for the Vita um, I don't really feel like there's an experience quite like this on any other uh, any other system and I I'm just all around really enjoyed the experience cool. it's another one of those games man like I, I was in a, a pawn shop the other day and saw it for like seven bucks I didn't know if that was a good price or not so I didn't pull the trigger on it but just from listening to your podcast, I mean, I wanted to pull the trigger, and hell, I don't even own a Vita. Wait, yeah, I was going to say, do you even have a Vita? <laughs> you got to get a Vita, dude. I, I know, I know. Well, you know, when they're about 20 bucks, I'll pull the trigger on the Vita. <laughs> so, that's me, man. It's, it's me. It's I collect. Uh, 
but yeah, uh, but but you guys did a fantastic job with that podcast as well so i enjoyed listening to it thank you <laughs> so back to Steven, so, right? Yeah, back to Steven. Number yeah, okay. so uh, number three. My number three, we've already talked about a little bit, but it's Spec Ops Line. Sure. Okay. Um, we'll yeah, I mean, up. I kind of like like we talked about it on the surface. It is very much a uh, you know kind of standard looking shooter. I kind of knew going into it that there was a little more to this game, but I still think I wasn't prepared for just how deep this game goes, and. Uh, yeah, upon for the playthrough, I mean, I I spent hours like researching stuff, mostly at work, just killing time at work. But uh, spent just hours researching the game and all the subtext behind it. I watched analysis videos. I played through the game twice during the month. Just you know, I mean, got really into it, and uh, you know, just uh, yeah, that that podcast we did was uh, it is like like we said, it's one of my favorites we've done. The response we got from it was really good, and uh, yeah, just overall, it's a uh, it's a game I think a lot of people should check out, and I'm I'm glad to have played it for the playthrough this year, and uh, it's really awesome. Awesome, right awesome. on. All right, Floyd, number three. My number three um, will probably appear higher on Sean's list, <laughs> uh, but that's Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Um, Metal I think Gear. <laughs> I think I liked it for the same reasons that um, Stephen liked Spec Ops. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you kind of you play and you get sucked in and you kind of go down the rabbit hole and uh, you, you just get absorbed into the world of the game and it's like you know what I played in the first game wasn't enough. I need I need to go play the rest of the series. Yeah. Cool, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it because, uh, you know, that's one of my favorite games. And you, you had never played it before, right, Floyd? That's right. Hmm. Yeah, it's an, it's an awesome game. It's one I have fantastic and fond memories of, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, it uh, it crushed my soul to not be on that uh, podcast <laughs> with you guys. But I, I did play it that month, and so. Um, I didn't feel like I would I would have enough to contribute or remember enough about it to right. uh, uh, yeah you know as I mentioned before with like medieval um, you know you, you'll play a game and you wonder if it holds up or not so I didn't want to you know um, sort of taint the podcast by by talking about what I remembered about the game um, yeah I mean it like I said on that show, it's it's a sign of the times and and or a product of its time and and ahead of its time. Absolutely. At the same time, yeah. Good, um, good way to put it, man. Yeah, I I clearly remember um, you know being a senior in college and my roommate and I just being obsessed with that game and playing through it together. And uh, that was one of my that's one of my best video game gaming memories mm-hmm. ever. Um, and and like I, I don't think I don't know if the PlayStation had many, if any, tough as nails games, but like um, Metal Gear Solid was was one of those tough games, and you know like everything down to you know the story, yeah. um, the, the the you know the, all the fourth wall breaking moments, mm-hmm. 
you know, and and it's like a you know espionage theme, sure. like perfect. It had everything for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very rewarding game. Very it feels mm-hmm. great to complete mm-hmm. game. Like the characters, everything, everything. You know, like you know, ten out of ten. Just I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's perfect, but like you know, everything, all the ingredients in it, you know, top notch. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All nice. right. So number three for me, right? So back to me. Yes. Yep. Um, this game's already been mentioned, um, but um, I think it was Stevens number five. But uh, I'm going Castlevania Bloodlines. Um, I am a big fan of the Castlevania series. Um, I take a lot of crap from a lot of people for loving um, Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest but um, it was one of the games that it, it was the game that really hooked me on the series and um, ever, ever since I, I've been a very big Castlevania fan and uh, Bloodlines I felt as Stephen had mentioned before Bloodlines did not disappoint I, I know it gets a lot of crap from a lot of people but I did feel like Castlevania Bloodlines was a Castlevania game and hand, hands down a, a, a wonderful experience and a, a great game to play through. So that is my number three. All right. Yep. John? Cool. Yeah, I wish I had played Bloodlines. Um, I don't own it. I don't play Genesis games, but I want to try it out one day. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, I, I actually, I'm sorry. I wasn't even trying to make a joke there. I just, I don't collect for the Sega Genesis. I, I don't really have too many games yeah. for it. So, um, okay. So, so my number three, it's funny. I wish you guys could see my notes because I had something that I was going to pick for my number three. I was going to go with Space Marine, but then I realized, like like Rich was saying, that game wasn't great. Like, I think I, I think I have better memory, memories of the podcast, much like Rich did, than I did of actually playing the game, yeah. you know what I mean? So my number three pick is actually 50 Cent Blood on the Sand, well, yeah. because that game is fun as hell, <laughs> yeah. but, as opposed yeah. to Space Marine. Yeah. Like, 50 Cent is such a cool game, and I think everybody should know about it. If if you have an Xbox 360 or a PS3 and you're in GameStop and you see a 50 cent blood on the sand, I don't know how much it goes for. I know it's not a valuable or rare game. Pick it up and play it, especially with a co-op par- partner because it's fun as hell. It's arcadey. It's silly. It's great. And, you know, we all loved it. So that, that's that's my number three. It's goofy, man. And for, like, that to be, like, my first game to be introduced to the PS3. I mean, oh man, it it was, it was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed it. I I think the difference, you you mentioned Space Marine and then then with Blood on the Sand. I think the difference for me was that with Blood on the Sand, I didn't feel like I can't wait for this game to end. I felt like with Space Marine, I was like, is this ever going to end? I had that kind of feeling with that. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny because one is such a, um, you know, like a well-developed story and uh, very highly detailed. And the other is right. like, man, I got to get my skull. <laughs> you know what? I think one, you'll know which one I'm talking about. One of them probably tries too hard to be like a serious story-driven game. That's, that's blowing the sand, right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, whereas I think like Blood on the Sand, they knew it was going to be cheesy. They knew it was going to be just like 
fun and, and silly and like, you know, no meat, but all gravy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, plus like you're listening to some rocking tunes while you're like blasting people away. Yeah. And like, oh man, it, it's, it's, it's such a fun ride. You know, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I, my, that, that's the best way to put it. It's a fun ride. And, and see, for me, this is like, I'm, I'm 38. So I mean like 50 cent that like that, that wasn't like that. That wasn't like music that I was into, you know, when that was out, you know, my brother, he's um, almost 13 years younger than I am. And that's his deal. You know, that that's what he listened to growing up. And, and he has a PS3. And I, talk, I was like, man, you have to get blood on the sand. I'm like, you will enjoy it did, so much. Did he, did he pick it up? I, I'm not sure if he did or not. Oh, but you got to find out. you got to find out what he thought I'm like, it. man, yeah, you, you have to get this. Like, you'll enjoy it. You'll yeah, love do it, it man. <laughs> you'll love it. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's an awesome pick. I really did enjoy that game. All right, so I guess my number two comes up here, and uh, Floyd called it uh, Metal Gear Solid is my number two. This is just one of the games that got me into modern gaming. I gushed about this game on the podcast. I love this game. It was a toss-up between this and Mass Effect because of they're kind of the same game to me where Metal Gear Solid got me into modern gaming in the late 90s and uh, Mass Effect got me into modern gaming in the late 2000s, you could say. But I had to go with Metal Gear Solid because it still holds up to this day. It's still incredible. I know it by heart. I played through it just like I ran ragged on this game. I can run circles around this game. I just Mm -hmm. love it. Much in the way that Rich plays Contra, I played Metal Gear Solid. And it's just part of my DNA. I love this game. And if, I mean, I would refer people to the podcast. I could just talk about it all night. I don't want to go too in-depth into it. But that's my number two pick. It's a tight game, man. I, one of the things I remember most about the game is, like, being able to, like, um, like strafe on the walls. And then, like, use your fist to, like, tap on the walls to make noise to make people Oh, run. yeah. Oh, I had so much fun with that. <laughs> I mean, there were times when I would just, like, do that just to, like, confuse, like, enemies and just, like play around with that and just like clown you know i mean yep. you know well you know what just just thinking about like how many mechanics from that game have made it into modern games yeah you know like distracting enemies with sound and stuff like that yeah way ahead of its time well, yeah. like we mm-hmm. said before fantastic all right cool so we're back to me again right so uh number two my pick for number two was um Actually, um, a game I've been wanting to play for a while, um, a game that uh, doesn't get a lot of notoriety as being a, a good game, um, but I, I think it's sort of an overlooked gem and then something I enjoy, uh, something I enjoyed very much playing um, recently, actually, and uh, that is Secret of Evermore. That made number two on my list. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
No, yeah, it didn't, uh, didn't quite make my list. I think it has a lot to do with, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but my com- but you know, compar- comparing it to uh, <laughs> Secret of Mana, you know, it's always going to be like the lesser of the two in my in my book. But uh, it's still a good game in its own right. It has its flaws. But yeah, I wasn't surprised that it made your list. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, I, and I, wonder- I think I would probably agree with you, Stephen, had I played Secret of Mana first. Um, I, I think I, I may have a similar opinion of it. And it's funny, I just ordered... Um, um, I just I picked up a copy of Secret of Mana two uh, for the Fam- Super Famicom mm-hmm. for uh, four bucks. Nice. Uh, so um, I, I would uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to tell you where I found it. I'll tell you that after the podcast. I'll <laughs> my secrets to you guys. I'm not going to put that out there for everyone else to hear. But uh, um, so you're definitely going to have to hook me up with the uh, translations for the Retron Five so I can play this game. And there's actually a Secret of Mana oh, yeah. three that was only released in Japan. Yes. Well, wasn't it wasn't Final Fantasy Adventure or like the Final Fantasy on Game Boy? Wasn't that a secret of Mana? Is that game? like um? It's not it's like, like Dawn of Mana, is it? Saiken Densetsu One, I believe, is Final Fantasy Adventure on the Game Boy. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Final and then Saiken Densetsu right. Two is our Secret of Mana, and Saiken Densetsu yeah, exactly. Three is yeah, 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 Secret yeah. of Mana Two. Okay. So this. So hopefully everyone's goes, confused now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this series is a lot deeper than us North Americans ever got to experience. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. We cool. got we got Evermore which Japan is completely jealous of, right? Mhm. So, yep. yeah. I just um just to kind of get back to that game and say a little bit about it. Um I, I just I just had a blast with it. I love the humor in the game. I, I love games that have a sense of humor as I mentioned medieval. Um and uh the whole like uh 50s sort of atomic age sci-fi theme was a lot of fun um it felt like a very americanized game um and and i loved the music and i I thought it was a just a fantastic playthrough and just just enjoyed myself with it and that's that's what it ranks so high on my list because it was just something that i personally enjoyed so that's it right floyd number two my number two, um, I think Sean had it as a, as a toss up for his. Um, that's that's Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, good. Well, I'm glad you picked it because then it's represented. So, yeah, go for it, man. Mass Effect is just such an awesome game. Um, Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. Oh, I don't know where to begin. Um, it, it's. It's, you know, okay, first of all, it's Bioware, and Bioware really knows how to make their role-playing games. Um, I, I I don't know what to say. This is one of those games that, like, just just, just go play it for yourself. It's so amazing. <laughs> um, it, like, just the, the relationships between the characters and the, uh, all the various species, um, the, the political drama that ensues because of the plot of the game... Um, the worlds you get to explore, like everything, was just amazing. Yep. You know, great game, good pick. Mm-hmm. Just, just yeah, I, I think it's 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 incredible. It's you know, it's one of the must plays um, of of the. Um, I was going to say current generation of gaming, but like the previous generation of gaming. Um, yeah, anyone who hasn't played it has to go play it. Anyone who's already played it should go play it again because it's just that awesome uh yeah 
Word. Yeah, Mass Effect, man. It's awesome. <laughs> I would have loved to join in on this game, too. Yeah. It's it's like a mix of old school and new school RPG. Like, it's got everything there. Yeah, you would like it, Rich. You should yeah. play it. Yeah, definitely. This is one of the playthroughs that, uh, that I wish I had uh, joined you guys in. Regretful. No, dark that's times. Right. That's life. Hashtag well, you've got times. a PS3 now, so you can pick up the anthology set or the trilogy set. I got right. it. Ah, there you, you go. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah, go. All right. Once you play the first no one, you, you'll want to run through the whole trilogy. Have no excuse. So oh what's God. your number? <laughs> what's your number two, Rich? No, it's Steven. I did oh, too. I'm sorry. Secret of Evermore. Yeah, Steven. Trying to push push you guys. Look at you, man. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> He's had a few too many. I've had it. Not enough. No. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear that second one crack at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone, dude. I'm done. I'm, I'm cut off. So is this number three or four or five? <laughs> uh, I lost count. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Steven. Number my, two. My number two is one we mentioned already, but it is medieval. All right. Wow, man. I'm surprised that made it so high on your list. That's really cool that it made it Oh, man. That makes me feel so awesome. You don't know. You made his heart all warm and fuzzy. (laughs) I I guess the story with this one was this game was announced as a playthrough uh, for the March playthrough before I was uh, with you guys as a host. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, wasn't too interested in it. I was like, well, I'm probably not going to participate in that playthrough. Then uh, you guys asked me to join, and you kind of forced my hand. I had to go on eBay and buy a copy. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised by it. And uh, you know, like we said before, it's you know very much a hidden gem for the PlayStation. And despite being a product of its time, I th- like like Rich said, it it is better than a lot of those other games. You know, like the early 3D games that just it handled that sort of gameplay uh, a lot better than a lot of other games did, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's a really cool game. So I think yeah, people should definitely check that one out. I think it's funny because I want to point this out that we, um, you know, we sent texts back and forth to each other on group me. And he said, and 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 Stephen said, uh, I, I don't even know if it's gonna make my list. So he, he just he was obviously <laughs> just messing with me. But now him saying that at number two, I think he made it move a little. If you know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's been there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I, I, I love it Glad when you kind of you come into a game and you're like, eh, I don't know. And then you walk out just loving it. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. That's well, such a great feeling. Well, that's a, that's the thing with the playthroughs that I, I like so much. I feel like there's, you know, probably a little more than a handful of games that I really, really enjoy that, you know, maybe people haven't heard about. And I, I sometimes I'm, I'm more reluctant to suggest those things. And, um, you know, because, I mean, let's face it, I mean, you know, the games that we get the most participation out of are the games that are the more popular games, you know, like Link mm-hmm. to the Past. Of course. For, for sure. And, and for obvious reasons, they're proven games, they're great games. But, you know, when you can pull out a title that, um, and take a chance on the title, like like, like Sean did with the Blood on the Sand, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, pull that out there, it's something that, like, people are kind of like, what? You know, 50 cent game? Really? But then you play it and you actually put forth the effort to play the game and try it out and you have a blast with it. Those are the best games, you know, in, in my opinion. That's what this is all about. That's what makes this fun, 
know? Yeah, that's that's a really good point, man. And I hope we can do more of that in the coming year Absolutely. because I don't want to be here in December of 2016 complaining that all the games that I chose were the same or something. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. yeah, there's definitely... I, I agree. We used to do this a lot more, and I, I hope we can get back into it, like taking chances, picking games mm-hmm. that... Maybe somebody will, well, what is this game, uh, Fragile Dreams, this weird Wii game? Right. But that, that game turned out to be amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm kicking I hope myself can... in the butt, man, for not finishing that game. That game was so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, <laughs> jeez. But yeah, I, stuff I like so that, I hope we can get mm-hmm. more into that in the future. So really good point, man. Absolutely. Maybe we need to do more Xseed stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a good company, man. They make some good stuff. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan too. Absolutely. snaking back around so we're, we're everyone we're to everyone's number one pick already it's amazing we're at the number one all right oh boy steven's starting okay. it off I, and, and you know what this is like last year i think last year like i know what your number one pick is yeah let's I think, try to I guess think, yeah last, i think we were doing year, that were we <laughs> i think we're doing it i know what steven picked all right what absolutely man i know what you picked any mega you other man guys two. know what he picked i know i'm gonna say mega man too really okay floyd what do you think he picked man uh, I, I I don't know. I think this year, this is the year of surprises. <laughs> like I did not predict any games that you guys have mentioned to be in your top fives. Um, and you know, I think when it's my turn, it's going to be the same. Well, maybe not. Maybe some of you know me pretty well, but um, no, I, I, I this is definitely the year of surprises. All right. That's all I'm going to say. All right, man. I think he's going with Shining Force. That's my call, man. That's my call. Brother to brother. What's number one, man? <laughs> Hit me. 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. No way. Did you really? <laughs> Dude, no, if no, I could. No. Oh, <laughs> you suck. You got me all excited for a second there. Yeah. Uh, man, you almost made me knock over my Tower of uh, um... Turbo Graphics game spinning my chair. All right. You were right, Sean. It was uh, Mega Man 2 and 3. Wow. Uh, all right. Uh, there you okay. go. I, was, I didn't think anybody would guess it. But, uh, hmm. Yeah. I um, I never had the Mega Man games growing up on the NES. And I played them a little bit over the years on emulators. And uh, they just didn't really click with me. Um, Nothing clicks if you play it on, on an emulator. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I played Chrono Trigger on an, on an emulator and I hated it. <laughs> Dude, we tr- we tried to play Mega Man Two on a Retron Five up the oh, Bills. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. the lag is real, brother. It is awful. I think I think that made it mm-hmm. up as a as a banner message on our. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the lag is real. Wow, cool man. Yeah, That's an I, awesome pick, though. Great yeah, game. I just you know I I really got into these games playing them. I had a lot of fun with them, and you know there's just. It, it really got me into the series, you know. I just wasn't a fan before, and, and there's just oh, wow. so many Mega Man games out yeah. there. So it's just you know, they really kind of opened some doors for me. So uh, mm-hmm. even during during that month, you know, I played like four Mega Man games. I didn't just 
play those wow. too. So yeah, really, really yeah. got into it. That's so, awesome. Yeah, there's so many games and they're so solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's really cool, man. I mean, Mega Man, Mega Man Two at least would have been a very easy pick for me for this list, and I have such a great history with that game, and probably it may be my favorite game on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, quite honestly, I have, I have such a great history with that game. I love it so much. Uh, but I, I didn't pick it for my list just because of, you know, it, it's something I had, I had played before. And I typically try to shy game. away from, from things I have, a, a, you know, a good history with. So That's Sweet. Floyd. Let's guess what Floyd's number one is. Um, yeah. If he, can you guys guess it? My guess is 999. Ah, you got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> am I am I really that predictable? No, this was a big I, one I, for you, man. I know it. I mm-hmm. can tell. So yeah, because um, I think last year you guys guessed my number one too. Um. Anyway, um, talk about going down the rabbit hole of games. Um, like I mentioned it for um, Metal Gear Solid, but nine 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 really sucks you in because you you finish the game or at least you think you finish the game but then there's more you know like you didn't get the full story so you have to replay it like what is it like six or eight times um and 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 this was a contentious pick um like rich kind of advised me against it (laughs) um saying that like if you pick this game you're kind of asking people to play through it four times in a month. Um, Cause if, if you finish the game and get an ending in quotation marks an ending, that's not the ending of the game. Um, if, if you were to compare it to sort of something like, you know, heavy rain or indigo prophecy where like the ending you get is, is quote your ending. Um, but this like this game does have a real ending and like eight bad endings so to speak um and you get so invested in the characters and and you know it's sort of like a whodunit kind of murder mystery um um and and and, you know it's a visual novel so it's all text-based there's no no action and um but like the puzzle solving aspect was fun the first time around you encountered each puzzle every time after that was just sort of like repetition and memorization so it wasn't as fun but it it was like this game was like peeling back layers and it's like every layer you peeled back there was more and more so um i i just got just to say going down the rabbit hole is the only way i can describe it and and this game has such a deep rabbit hole and you know, like I've got the sequel. I'm I'm so ready <laughs> to play it. Um, and there, there's um, uh, a Zero Escape three. Uh, I can't remember what its subtitle is because every game has some sort of weird subtitle. But I'm so ready for that when it comes out. Um, it's it's such an like an underground cult hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's 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 really fun. Like again, um, another like sequel or or a game. That I that I thought about like just picking up, even though I don't own a Vita, you know, I mean Vita or 3DS. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't own one of those either. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, um, solid game. Um, it it got me 
uh, playing Hotel Dusk. Um, mm-hmm. Hotel Dusk is something yeah, I want to play. And, uh, Trace Memory. It got me playing those those types of games at the time, and it really really kind of set it off for me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, really, really, really fun game. Uh, See, and, like, for a game like that, for a game like that, <laughs> yeah. to really get you sucked into the the DS library, like that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 not for everybody because like there's not a lot to this game. Like you really have to. It's 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 a thinking person's sure. game. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, and not only because it's so puzzle based, but like, um it's it's so in-depth and you kind of have to pay attention to what people say and like yeah you know people will leave clues and they'll betray you and you know talk about a well-written game you know yeah, yeah it's it's very deep and um mm-hmm. it, it's one of those games you can't well <laughs> you, you obviously can't play through it one time and finish you have to play through it multiple times it, it forces you to play through it at least two times and you have to get very lucky uh, to be able to play through it that second time to actually get a very concrete or decent ending for the game and yeah i, I, I yeah. like i mentioned you know breaking the fourth wall for for metal gear but like i must have wrote i must have written like two or three or four pages of personal notes sure. for this game like how to solve the clues you know like taking just a note of what people said so that like i would remember that they're like about to betray me later mm-hmm. um oh, awesome yeah. awesome awesome yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah. cool man really fun game and uh mm-hmm. if um if you're looking for games to sort of um for me it was just sort of games to like lie in bed and play on my ds um you know in the evening or at night without having to hook a console up to the tv that was uh that, that, was it. that th- those are definitely great games to be able to take sort of piece by piece you know you can you can solve mm-hmm. you can kind of solve a room in a night or a few rooms in a night and just kind of move on and slowly progress to the game had the nice feature of like you know save wherever you are yeah yeah, yeah but have a notepad yeah. with you as you're doing it and writing down your choices so that you're not repeating anything you've already done so yeah you do you <laughs> do have to take notes a- yeah absolutely absolutely it's an important thing to do so all right. Sweet. So we're, we're at my number one. Is that right? Yes, sir. Any guesses? Uh, I would say Shining Force. All right, since absolutely you're absolutely correct. Oh wow! Okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, I uh, up up to the point of playing Shining Force, I had never played any uh, tactical RPGs, and I know that's probably surprising to a lot of people considering how much I love retro games. But, um, yeah, I mean, for Shining Force to be my introduction to tactical RPGs, um, what a fantastic way to enter. And, um, <laughs> I mean, this game just, I don't know, it, it just floored me. It, it made me, like, just reconsider about the what I really liked about video games, you know? Wow, um, that's heavy, man. Yeah. That's and, awesome. It, it was a lot of fun. Um I, I, I liked everything about it. I thought that the story was great. Um, all the characters were great. This, the, you know, the collecting of additional characters. Uh, I, I did, you know, I mean, I admit I used a playthrough to play this game to, to be able to collect all the characters. But that's, yeah, that, that's a part of my personality. That's what I like to do, you know, as I'm playing the game. I like to 
um, be somewhat of a completionist unless it's utterly ridiculous, you know. And as we know, like being a completionist for some games can be like ridiculous. But uh, for this, I thought it was, um, you know, it was warranted, and um, I, I just, I, I just had a fantastic time with this playthrough. I am shocked that this did not make your list of anywhere in the top five. Had it you played was, this before? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was kind of close, but um, I, I almost wanted to put it on my list because I have played it before, and I knew I really enjoyed it, but I kind of, I, I, I still enjoyed it more than I thought I would replaying right. it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just didn't quite make the cut. I kind of wanted to give it to give some new games, uh, but games you I haven't played before the spotlight. But so. you did just like I did. You bought Shining Force Two complete, like immediately after this yeah. playthrough, right? Yeah, I mean, and I played I played Shining Force Two before as well, but yeah, yeah, I didn't have a copy of it um, yeah. when we did Shining Force. So yeah, I went and bought a uh, a copy of it, yeah. and uh, and yeah, I really really hope that's something we might do sometime in the future. I would uh, love sequel. to, man. I, I would absolutely love to. Shining Force Two, Fantasy Star Two as well mm-hmm. um yep. yeah i know i know those games have been mentioned um so um yeah i, I would i would love it yeah just give it a few months so that i can catch up <laughs> all right all right sean number one man let's do it let's cool it. this is it um who wants to guess resident evil <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not metal gear solid i don't know what it is yeah but that was my number two. I know it's that's my point. Oh, <laughs> so hold on, no, two, no, no, it's Mass Effect. Oh, so man. you're saying since I picked Metal Gear Solid already, you don't know what it is? I got gotcha. you. Yeah, exactly. It's Mass Effect, man. He gushed about that game. No, I said so Mass. It. it was either Mass Effect or Metal Gear, yeah. and I picked Metal Gear. So Mass Effect is out of the running. Mm-hmm. My number Dude, one this pick. Year of surprises. What's your for me? I'm, Floyd, I'm predictable. Floyd, guess my number one. What's your guess? You don't know. <sighs> what did we play together? Um. Hmm. Sounds like a personal. We question. we played Metal Gear, which you've already mentioned. <laughs> Have you already hmm. mentioned Gravity Rush? Uh, you know Rush? what? You know what? Right. I don't know. You, uh, Steven, you Everything... got it. It's Gravity Rush. Oh, okay. Right. I didn't. I thought so... you already said that one, but I, I, I <clears throat> guess guess I'm thinking of me. <laughs> Quote: <laughs> I used to be a Vita hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Gravity Rush again. Uh, it's it's fresh in my memory. It's a fantastic game. It's a game that I did not think I would enjoy as much playing it again. But we, I kind of picked a Vita game by default. I, it, you guys may remember the text that we were having in Group Me where I said I want to play a Vita game. Who has a Vita? What kind of games do you want to play? And there was a list going around, and Gravity Rush kind of fell into the place as a placeholder. And Rich finally at one day just said, okay, we're playing Gravity Rush because like stop screwing around and pick a game. No, it's Gravity Rush. Did I do that? Really? Yeah. Like, and you weren't as, <laughs> as like blunt as I'm putting it, you but that's, like that's how it happened. No, 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 no. That's, <laughs> it was just like, you're playing Gravity Rush. This is an awesome <laughs> game and you have no choice. <laughs> it was just, okay, it's going to be Gravity Rush, but here it's just an amazing game. If you have a Vita, you have to play it. It's uh, it was a perfect send off for the modern segment, as I mentioned in last month's podcast. I adore this game. I love Cat, the main character. I love the cel shaded style. I love the music. I love the PlayStation Vita. I cannot wait to buy a PS4 so I can play Gravity Rush again and play Gravity Rush Two when it comes out. So mm-hmm. that's my number one, Gravity awesome. Rush. Awesome. So. Very very cool. Nice. Great picks all around, guys. I, I mean, right on. 
mm-hmm. I think I think everyone has a reason for their list, and I really love hearing like what what everyone has to say about why they picked everything, and you know, kudos and again, like congratulations on another fantastic year of playthroughs. I cannot wait. 2016. Hell just, yeah. It's going to be so phenomenal. So, um. So we decided that we were going to do our top five, but we also decided, hey, let's have a little, a few little subcategories of games and um, you know, sort of ideas. So we, we kicked the ideas back and forth, and we came up with three different categories. And the first one was your biggest disappointment. What game were you looking forward to play, but was your biggest disappointment? Okay, so let's see. Uh, Sean, you ended it, so we're going to let you go back again. That's cool. Um, my disappointment of a game that I actually played and was disappointed by it was Space Marine. Um, because I had heard good things about it. I liked the idea of having some uh, a shooter that also had melee elements in it. And mm-hmm. we talked about that on the podcast that that was kind of a cool... Yeah. Yeah, that it was neat. shoot it was a shooter and it was a hack and slash but I think the overall package mm-hmm. coupled with the final boss that was a QTE Ooh. that is just completely inexcusable unforgivable yeah. never should happen in a video game ever yep so yeah, that's what? Do you, that's my disappointment do do you guys think that um, uh, you know Warhammer 40k Space Marine and 50 cent blood on the sand kind of the same thing using an you know a, a, a licensed property they're kind of going for the same thing but one game did it better i think there's a huge difference in yeah. that um there, okay. there's one that's, that's just, just like i I didn't, I didn't play 40k yeah. so i mean there's oh, one yeah, obviously, i wouldn't like it like yeah. don't don't think like oh i like 50 cent i should go play warhammer no, like no, it's no. not okay yeah, no, I, I think, and, and I made this comparison before um, in this podcast, is that, you know, Warhammer was one of those games, and I'm like, is this ever going to end, and like 50 Cent Blow in the Sand was like, I, I wasn't thinking that the whole time, it was just, it's mm-hmm. fun, it's fun, it's lighthearted, you know, you know, let's face it, I mean, the word bitch is used like a thousand times, it, it's just, you know, it, it's just silly, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so, the, so then like, like I said earlier, where one game tried too hard, that would be Warhammer. Sure, right? it may be yeah to, to a certain extent. To a certain extent, like it, it, but I, I don't, don't think know, I don't like, think I the Fifty Cent game ever game? considered itself like took itself seriously. You know, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it was just a game. It's like let's have a game. It's got Fifty Cent's music in it, and let's just have fun with it. You know, and mm-hmm. and, and it's very lighthearted, and it, it's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah. And I think it, I think it does it better because it's you're just having more fun with the game, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cool. Who's uh? I'm next. You're next. Yep. All right. My biggest disappointment game I was looking forward to that that was the biggest disappointment. I wasn't. I would say probably the my least favorite game that I played was probably Warhammer, but that's not my biggest disappointment. My my biggest disappointment was probably. Um, this year was probably Indigo Prophecy. Um, it was oh, a wow. game that I was oh. looking um, 
very forward to playing. Um, I, I thought the game had a great story. Um, uh, but I thought that the quick time events being like the biggest portion of the game, um, for me, and, and maybe this is because I'm an older gamer, I just felt like the quick time events would, it, it was just a little too much of it. And it, and it kind of, it kind of bored me. I, I did like the story. Um, I like what the game tried to do, but I, I think I was so looking forward to playing this game and, you know, it was my, it was my pick this year, my one pick for the, the modern playthrough. And, uh, it was, it was a game I chose and I, I think I was a little disappointed at how, um, you know, it kind of turned out and what the gameplay mechanics were for it. Well, you, you know what I, I want to say, like having played like, um, Quantic Dream has well, like four games in their repertoire, mm-hmm. like Omicron, which was like you know general consensus mm-hmm. is that it was you know terrible. Yeah. Um. Then uh, Indigo Prophecy, sure. then Heavy Rain, rain yeah. and then and then Beyond Two Souls. Yep. Um. And I think if you look at it from uh, Indigo Prophecy to now, you can see an evolution in what they were trying to do absolutely um, and i don't think that's something that i wouldn't appreciate it's something that but but like yeah. i i think just maybe what they were trying to do there was like they didn't have the power to do it i don't know i i don't know man it just it just didn't it really didn't jive with me it didn't work with me but even mm-hmm. even saying that i'm you know and i know we've mentioned this and it's been brought up that um you know people have talked about like maybe doing heavy rain at some point i wouldn't be opposed to that at all and I feel like mm-hmm. that I would be really into playing that game at some point. I've heard so many accolades and so many great things about it that that I would still give that a really good chance, you know, and be excited right. about yeah. playing that game. And and this game didn't deter from that. I don't want you to think that. But um, um, I, I guess for what it was trying to do at the time, I can I can give it. Well, I I, yeah. I think they maybe didn't know how to achieve what sure. they were trying to sure. to set out and do, yeah. right? No, no, and I appreciate what they tried to do, but it, it just it was a little lacking for me. And and mm-hmm. again, that is compared, like you know, maybe yeah. maybe the technology wasn't there, you know, yeah, probably, right? Probably, yeah. And, and again, it it's I'm comparing this game to a list of fantastic games that we played throughout the year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's not like compared to like every game ever made it, it's this list this very limited list of what we played mm-hmm. in 2015 so that was probably the most disappointing of the games that i played so take mm-hmm. take that for what it's worth it's not a bad game me. i enjoyed yeah. it. i enjoyed I, the game yeah i actually thought this was going to make your top five honestly as oh, I, really uh, okay. yeah i mean I, I from our podcast talk I, I feel like you enjoyed it more than you did apparently but, yeah uh, i agree yeah. completely yeah, I do, I do. just as a yeah. listener of that podcast segment and i played the game a while ago but i yeah. enjoyed it and listening to your podcast you kind of just fleshed out exactly how i felt about the game which is in general that i liked it so yeah, yeah i'm kind of surprised here but disappointing to you too yeah and it's it's not that i didn't like the game i, I don't want anyone to think that I, I didn't enjoy the game i enjoyed playing the game i'm i'm better for it and i'm really glad i played the game but i, I it think just, it just had things that didn't work for yeah, you. yeah i think right? it was the more i think it was the one i was looking forward to so much in the plan i had so much invested in that pick and probably has to do with that was the one pick I had for the modern side, right? 
mm-hmm. you know, and I had so much invested in that pick, and that's what I chose, and, you know, it didn't, um, you know, I, I don't know the endings and that sort of thing, it just didn't, I don't know. It, it didn't really jive with me, and it's just so many QTEs. I just yeah, I'm well. Well, you know what? Good if, story. If we ever Great do, get story. The to, yeah, I'm I'm sure, and I, I really want to play that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did get an eight HD release. I think it was PS or uh, PC only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. Um, I I want to try it. You out. should. It's um, a, it's a good game. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not knocking it as a quality game. I think but, it's but a game I, people I, I think own. it'll be, you know, like now that the four of us can sit down together, um, and if we ever do get to play something like Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls, and you can sort of chime in with like, this is how it was in Indigo Prophecy, and this is how it was in Heavy Rain, for example, and like, this is how it worked in this one, but it didn't work in that one. Absolutely, you know? and I'm yeah. glad I played it before I played Heavy Rain, you know what I mean? Uh, I- and, and and I think that's the way to go because if you went the other way around and you played Heavy Rain, Heavy Rain first, right, you probably wouldn't be able to play Indigo Prophecy. Right. Okay. So next, that would be uh, you, Floyd. That would be me. Yeah. My um, my biggest disappointment was a game that actually made it onto a top five list here. Um, and it was only a disappointment for me because it was a game that I had built up so much in my mind and I had such um, high expectations of getting into um, when I set out to get like you know really awesome you know 16-bit RPGs um, this was something that I wanted to get for a long time and when I finally played it um, it was just you know such a such a you know like a, a hard slog that it's not that I didn't like it, but I felt like I had to discipline myself to play it. Um, I mean, Secret of Evermore. It's it's a it is a very good game. Um, it just it had ingredients that didn't really work for me, um, like the magic system that was based off of combining, um, you know, a couple items together to cast a spell. You know. Personally, I prefer prefer using mana points. Um, it's like I said, not that it's a bad game, just not my game, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I can, I can completely understand like why people wouldn't like this game, and I think the, um, like like you said, the humor, the humor is awesome. The yeah. the, the visuals, the sound, mm-hmm. like the music, everything is really good. It just. You know, as Bill would say, not my jam. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> the The menu system is uh, it's a little tough to navigate, and uh, like I got used yeah, to that too. Yeah. But just yeah, not my thing. Yeah, and, and one of the things like that I remember from the podcast was one of the things that you like sort of pointed out was like you, you know, you're you're kind of one of those people that like sort of collect stuff, and I don't think you utilize the magic to the extent that it probably could have been mm-hmm, used. Mm-hmm. I think you played it more like you know, Sean and. Uh, Sorry, Stephen and I played it more as um, I, I I was more like heavily magic based. Stephen I was think that's more the way you're melee. supposed to play it. Like yeah, yeah, it was more I, I melee think this based. is one of those. 
it's one of those weird games where like you can play it the quote wrong way i don't say you're playing it the wrong way i say i think you can play it either way you want to and i think there's probably more difficult way to play it but you're kind of putting a handicap on yourself by not doing magic yeah you are and and i think steven played it that way and still beat the game which is you know testament Mm -hmm. to how he plays and you know Mm -hmm. what a good gamer he is um but Mm -hmm. uh, exactly but um yeah i mean you know there there are points in the game that i kind of breeze through that i know he might have had more of a tough time with, you know, is a reason mm-hmm. for that. And I think the game is not, how do you say it? it? It's not as balanced as it could be. You know, you can either go one right. path or the other. Um, but uh, it's not a wholeheartedly balanced game. But it was still, you know, for me it was one that I really enjoyed. But I can I can completely understand, yeah, you know, why it's, someone it's, it's would be It's probably a very divisive game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and and I guess it just it never came out of Secret of 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 Mana's Shadow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if if we ever get to talk about that, we'll we'll probably touch on on you know on that yeah, subject. Yeah. But I mean, I can completely hate Secret of Evermore after I played Secret of Mana or Mana. So I, you know, again, it's yeah. just it, it's it probably has a lot to do with this being the first of the two that I played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, my opinion completely understand yeah all right cool all right steven uh i yeah i think this is going to be uh kind of a surprise because this this isn't a bad game by any means it just didn't it wasn't really what i expected it to be but this is uh paper mario okay my biggest disappointment and like i said not a bad game it is a good game but i had played super mario rpg Mm -hmm. fairly recently before playing paper mario did you play the playthrough with us no, I actually wasn't okay. even a member okay. of RF Generation when you guys did that. Oh, wow, okay. Um, yeah, I played it, I think it was like last November, or uh, November of last year. Um, and then we played Paper Mario in April of this year, I think. Uh-huh. And um, as, I, I think I was expecting it to be more like that game, a little more RPG heavy and um, less kind of kind of like a light RPG with these platforming elements and... Um, it still is an RPG, but it, the RPG mechanics are very light, and uh, I, I I didn't really like that change, and yeah, it just uh, it it just wasn't what I was expected it to be. Okay, absolutely. All right, no, totally fair. Yeah. next category that we thought of was a game that you were reluctant to play but that surprised you and Stephen, we're back at you so uh, if it wasn't already on my top five list i would make this medieval mm-hmm. i could also make a case for gravity rush but i want to choose a different game okay and i think this is uh also going to be a shocker but i'm going to say warhammer 40,000 space marine okay um fair. yeah yeah, I mean, Sean and I, I guess, chose this game kind of out of necessity. Sean was kind of in the process of moving, so he didn't have all his systems. He's like, here's here are some games I have laying around. Well, let's pick one. And we settled on Space Marine. And it's a game that's been in my Steam library for, for years, and it's just one I always overlooked and never thought I'd play. And I didn't have very high expectations at all. Even you guys, you guys started the game before I did, and we're sending messages back and forth kind of, 
you know, complaining about certain things. So that was lowering my expectations even more. But, um, I, and a lot of the points you guys make are, are true and valid, but I still just, I, overall, I actually enjoy the experience much more than I thought I would. So, um, you know, it's kind of one that surprised me. All right. That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think, yeah, you just have to take it for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't a bad game. It was, I, I know I've kind of given it some negative um, press, but it, it's not It's not a bad game. It's just one of those I, I just <laughs> wish, you know, I, I don't know. It, at some point I was like, oh, I, I would just kind of like to be done with this game. I mean, if, if, if I remember correctly, there's one thing you guys really, really loved about this game. Um, was it? It was if you got on a combo streak, or was it like how like, you regained energy in the game? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that helps by different. doing combos. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was kind of fun. Like the, the, it seems like I mean, because I didn't play this, I kind of just edited the show, and 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 when I heard this, like you guys were really into that yeah. component of the game. Yeah. Like it was like that was the biggest <laughs> incentive for you. Yeah, it's, it's kind of how you uh, regain health in the game. Is uh, mm-hmm. um, there's just this sort of like pulling combo, off combos or something. There's combo yeah. that you do that uh, uh, that are pretty wicked. That's like kind of slow the time down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so was it because you regained neat. health, or the animations were really cool, or? Yeah. They are. I mean, they've become a cool mechanic or, that you yeah. don't see very often. That's kind right. of why we mm-hmm. harped mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, I had I had never seen the game before, but of course I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm not a big modern gamer. I think. Uh, I think You're not Sean, a big modern gamer no, yet. No, I think Sean had uh, seen it and. Uh, Remember and, me? It was in. Okay. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Cool. Uh, next, that would be me, right? Reluctant to play, surprised. Um, I'm gonna go um the opposite of what uh, Stephen's biggest disappointment was and say. Uh, Paper Mario. Um, okay. I uh, I had played, I had done the playthrough and uh, played uh, Super Mario RPG. And um, for me, um, Paper Mario was a game that I was very reluctant to play. And the, uh, I'll be honest, the reason for that is probably, oh, I'm going to get hate mail for this, but probably my least favorite system is the Nintendo 64. I'm just, okay. I don't really uh, like Yeah, you're not alone there, I don't think. Yeah, I, yeah, just, I think that's fair. I I probably own twelve to fifteen games for that system, and that's it. Well, you know what? That's twelve to fifteen more than I own. <laughs> yeah, and and I understand. I mean, there's there is a particular generation that grew up on this system that that loves it, and and I and I I completely get that because I feel the same way about the Nintendo that these people well, feel about the Nintendo sixty four. You know, I I just want to say that I grew up on the 64 but then you know you can say i saw the air of my ways or i saw the light or whatever yeah and then i moved over to the sony camp yeah and things were so much better there <laughs> i agree i feel like sony did early 3d a lot better than what mm-hmm. nintendo did and well um, not, on, not only early 3d but like you know, intertwining of gameplay and story, and yeah, like, there's no RPGs on the N64 besides Paper Mario, so that's there one you go. thing. Well, Ogre know. Battle 64 was pretty awesome. Oh, that's true. Good. Can't good forget point. Quest 64. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know, and and I under I, and you know, I understand why why people wouldn't like this game. Um, 
it's very lighthearted, um, and and I still like had a lot of fun with it. It was you know it, there were aggravating points in the game. I, I you know I, I can you know I can say that for a fact, but I, I still I mean I enjoyed my time with the game. And um, for for an N sixty four game for 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 me to enjoy playing an N sixty four game, um, you know. I mean that's going to automatically make this list something that surprised me, you know, because I mm-hmm. there are not a lot of N sixty four games that I've enjoyed playing, so cool. that's why it made my list. So, but uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, I thought there were some good things. I like the uh, I like the back and forth playing as Mario and then also playing as uh, Princess Peach uh, in the game. I thought that was a lot of fun, and I thought the story was pretty good too. So, all right. Nice. Cool. All right, Sean. Reluctant so, to play, surprised you? Right. Re- reluctant to play, but surprised me because I played so many games that I've played before. I was actually reluctant to play Tomb Raider 2013 again, despite the fact that I knew it was a great game and I love this game. I was reluctant to play it again because of the progression system, and I really thought it would be a slog to start from nothing at the beginning of the game and rebuild the character to being powerful towards the final third of the game or the end of the game. But much to my surprise, I found it as enjoyable, if not more enjoyable the second time around, uh, not, you know, not, no worries about the progression system. Everything felt organic and natural and I didn't feel handicapped in the beginning of the game. It's still a great game. You can play through it Mm -hmm. again. And I think I even mentioned this on the forum that if you had, second thoughts about playing the game again because of that like don't worry about it just go for it because it's it's just as good the second time around so i was surprised by that i i think um aside from the shoehorned rpg mechanics which we you know we we really dug into Mm -hmm. um i i like how the progression system was integrated into the story you know you kind of start with nothing and you get, you know, a flimsy bow and then you become a better survivalist and you get a, you know, better, you know, arsenal of weapons and techniques. Yeah, it was, it was cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Sean with this one. This was a replay for me also, and I actually enjoyed it more the second time through. I think that had a lot to do with my first playthrough being on the hard difficulty setting. And there was a lot of frustration with that, but uh, I played it on normal this time. And yeah, this, the replay was a lot more enjoyable for me. Cool. All right, so we're moving into our final category. Uh, what game do you wish you would have played? So this is going to be a game that um, was one of our playthrough I'll, games this year. I'll edit this out, but did I do my biggest surprise? Yeah, what was what was it? Yeah, I didn't do my did biggest surprise. Did we skip surprise, your Floyd? <laughs> yes, you did. Jeez. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll edit this out. <laughs> no, no. The scotch is flowing. It is flowing. <laughs> Um, my biggest surprise <laughs> was um, Fifty Cent. You know, yeah. Um, Were you reluctant to play it? Honestly, I I, I kind of was. You know, okay. I thought like no, okay. that's fair. I mean, you no. know, we talked I, I, about absolutely it. fair. Yeah, um, I thought like okay, Fifty Cent. You know, what's it gonna be? Um, you know, I I I don't like rap music. Um. You know, I, I thought, like, how are they going? 
And when we we tossed the ideas around and we came across this game, I thought, how are they going to make a game about 50 Cent? Um, And there had been some made before, right? Yeah, there was... um, I forget the one or two others, yeah. The original Xbox had a game as well. But anyway, like... Bulletproof. It it just... Yes. That's it, that's it, bulletproof, yeah. It, It baffled me how they could make a game based on this character... But then, you know, playing this game and you see how kind of 50 Cent is taken as like, not a blank slate character, but like, they're sort of like, well, let's take his persona and his attitude and let's put him into this situation where he's in the Middle East, sort of like, you know, generic Middle East, because I guess it can be too specific. Um, And of, of course, I had to involve his music career somehow sure maybe that was somehow written into the contract of the game development progress process but um it you know like like you guys said it's arcadey and it's over the top and it's fun and i did not expect any of that when i booted it up for the first time (laughs) no absolutely man i mean like when 50 cent plays a concert in your country Pay that dude, or he's gonna bust some caps. I mean, that's that's <laughs> how it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that, that's that's like the springboard for the entire game. It's so ridiculous, but yeah. it's so awesome. I mean, it was just so much fun. It's so fun, and you took down the helicopter with your pistol. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> oh man, awesome! Nice. All right, so. <laughs> Sorry we skipped you, Floyd, but... Uh... Mm-hmm. So does that mean I get to do my Wish I Played, or... Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, I'm kicked off the show. We're going to start with Sean on that. So, again, what game do you wish you would have played? Uh, but but you didn't. You, you didn't play it this time. You're like, ah, yeah, this was, I wish I would have played that. Yeah, this is hard to narrow down to just one. And I just want to say I wish I'd have played Shining Force and Paper Mario. That's not yeah. my answer, but I want to play sure. those games, and I wish I'd have joined you guys. But it, my it, actual, It's okay to have honorable mentions. Yeah, no, my actual Absolutely. answer to this is Resident Evil Remake because I am really regretful, remorseful, and I'm very sorry to Steven that I let him down for this playthrough because nobody yeah. played this game with him. And I did my best on the podcast, but I made Steven carry the water the entire time we were on the air. So I wish I'd have played so did that. You kind of, did you kind of go off memory or because I'm, I'm sure you've played one of like you've played Resident Evil for sure. I, like, you know. No, I never. You know, what? I never completed the first one. Um, so oh, I did okay. my best. I played both uh, the PS1 version and the GameCube game just a tiny little mm-hmm. bit. And I watched a lot of YouTube and I tried to do my research. But that this is why, like, I wish I had played the game because Steven did a really good job on the show. It's one of his favorite games of all time. And I, I didn't really hide that. I didn't hold that in too much respect and I'm sorry about that. So, well, you know, I do like you pulled it off even like, no, thanks. I you mean, you didn't play it, but, but you sound like you knew what you were talking about. All right, cool. 
But yeah, that's my that's my answer for that. One. Yeah, it's a little disappointing that uh, I didn't didn't attract any attention for this game, but I I had fun with it. I that's, was I was that's shocked. Most important thing. I was shocked this game didn't get more attention. Do you you think would have gotten more attention if we would have gone like Resident Evil Two? I know that's like sort of the um, uh, sort of the introductory pinnacle of that series. I think in Resident Evil Two was the one that really like pushed that series. You know, do you think we got more attention for that game or? Yeah, I don't even uh, like two or four, but I I would think the original should have gotten some some traction. Yeah. Well, I, I really can't know, believe I, it. I didn't. think it's, but I was part of the problem. So. It's definitely a much beloved series. Yeah. Um. Maybe maybe that first game, not so much, but there. Uh, I'm sure there are people who really love it. Um, I mean, look how many times it's been remade. Yeah. You know, like if it's been remade, you know, what, two or three or four times. So yeah. people must really, really love that game. Yeah. yeah. Bad timing, maybe. On that. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. All right. So next, that would be me. Um game that you wish you would have played um you know, you know like sean i'm gonna have to have an honorable mention in this one. i'm gonna have to say mass effect is probably my honorable mention in this category i wish i would have played this with you guys it would have been it would have been a really nice game to have played to like introduce me to this series and and what a better time mm-hmm. to play than with, with friends you know yeah and, and i didn't do that and uh uh, I feel bad about that. I kind of come off shiny for us. That was kind of a big high, and you know, tackle. Well, but but you know what? If you're coming out of shining force, it would be, in, unless you want to keep the ball rolling for like these RPGs and like really story heavy RPGs. It maybe you'd be burned out if you played yeah. Mass Effect right after that. Yeah, maybe so. And uh, um, I guess you know, but, I was probably but, looking. I played. If you look at the schedule, I played Paper Mario RPG. And then Shining Force, and then I had Mega Man two and three, which would I mean Mega Man two I can breeze through, and then three I had not put a lot of time into in the past, and so that was a bit of a challenge for me, but I finished it. Um, and and then you know to go like three RPGs, like in three months would have been kind of kind of tough. So mm-hmm. um, that that's my honorable mention anyway. I'll spend much time on that, but the game that I wish I would have played uh, but didn't was Metal Gear Solid. And uh, you know, I think because that game is really special to you uh, too. Isn't it? it is. It's a wonderful <laughs> game and um, fantastic. And and just just to have been able to be on that podcast with you guys and to talk about that game mm-hmm. would have been incredible. And, um, I think if if we can go back to your honorable mention of Mass Effect and how you kind of regret missing out doing it in um in a like playing it in a community sense. Mm-hmm. I guess you can play it and go back and listen to the show. Yeah. Um, but definitely play it and then check out what um, this one YouTuber by the name of Noah Gervais. Oh, Noah yeah. Caldwell Gervais. Mm-hmm. He, um, he, he does a really like super in-depth analysis of the whole series and how the games tie in, how, you know, one it, um, falls back on the other. Uh, he, he's... He's definitely one of the most intelligent, well thought out, well written YouTubers out there. Mm-hmm. Like we already mentioned, um, uh, George Weedman, Super Bunny Hop. 
Um, yeah, Noah Gervais is somebody else you really have to check out if you're into in-depth video game analysis. And Noah Gervais also did a series on Metal Gear, like the entire the entire Metal Gear series. So did he? Not? Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know I Those know he did great. Dragon Age. I know he did. I know he did Fallout, which. His his uh, in depth look at Fallout got me interested in the series. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I didn't know he did Metal Gear. I know I know definitely George Wheatman did. Yep. So, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, so did so did Noah Gervais. Yeah. Check him out, Rich. Mm-hmm. You would like both of those dudes. Cool. And cool. and if you love travel videos, he's got a great one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I really wish I had played Metal Gear Solid with you guys. I mean, it's it's a game that's very dear to my heart and. Uh, um, you know, just to be able to talk about it with you guys would have just been, you know, very extraordinary. And I, I feel, you know, horrible, you know, that um, that, I, that I wasn't able to uh, do that that month. But, uh, of course, that was my bad. I took on Indigo Prophecy and, uh, you know, just been coming off a little Nemo, too, which was quite a challenge. But uh, That's a toughie. Game. Yeah. But, uh, well, you yeah, know what, Rich? We're always original. here. Beating the original Metal Gear, it's one you know from my childhood. So a very, mm-hmm. uh, very love series for me. So. I was just gonna say we're always here. We're always a text message away. <laughs> you know, if you ever do play it, you know, we're there Absolutely. for you, buddy. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So next, Floyd. I'm not gonna skip you this time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so you you were after Steven last time, and I guess I just kind of skipped over you. I was excited about getting my pick out. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what so game my, you wish you would have played? Uh, wish I played. I really, really tried to narrow this down to one game, but I I simply couldn't. Um, and so I've got two. I know it's kind of breaking the rules, but no, we all, we, I've got two games for for my um, really wish I played. Um, and I wish I played them each game for different reasons, but you know they they each hold you know the same sort of uh, value personally for me. And the first one is Spec Ops: The Line, um, because I like yeah. that sort of you know introspective. Uh, self-aware um, games with a message kind of thing, you know, not to sound pretentious, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, games that are trying to, to say something, do something, sure. kind of break the mold. Right. Uh, that's why I wish I played Spec Ops The Line. And my other one is Indigo Prophecy mm-hmm. because um, I love what David Cage I won't say does, but I will say what he tries to do. Yeah, and you're the reason and, I picked that game. You know that, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you you had you brought it up like several months earlier before we we picked games like uh, oh I, I like this game into your prophecy. You know we should play this sometimes. And and I think like that same afternoon, like I went out to a local game store and they had a copy of it, and mm-hmm. I like I picked it up and I, I read the back cover and was like oh it sounds so awesome. You know I'm like. You know, that's why I picked that game, and um, you know, at, at that point, that wasn't a game that you had to play because you had switched sides, and so right. so you, you didn't have to play that game, and I understand, but it would have it would have been cool to like have you play that game with us. Oh yeah, and and I'm, I'm I will sit through it. I will play it. Um, but I mean, I I love what David Cage tries to do, and I like how at least. In the sense of modern gaming, there's a sense of, you know, player agency and, you know, player control over where the game goes 
and and you know role playing putting yourself in the shoes of that character i i think david cage does that really well like quantic dream does that really well i think you should do heavy rain in march honestly (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll see (laughs) there's been talk foreshadowing um i i i love that he uh, like quantic dream david cage whatever his games allow the players to create their own experience and create their own game and let it unfold the way they want it to um which no game ever since and uh, has done i mean like you look at maybe like games like Walking Dead or The Wolf Among Us, they, they will unfold sort of the way you make them unfold. Um, but like even like games with branching dialogue trees or branching events, it, it's just sort of like a binary, you know, A or B. But at least with David Cage's work, when you make a choice, you feel like this is my personal choice and this is my personal outcome based on what i did and 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 so like his his work becomes so personal to the player i i yeah i think it's you know amazing for a video game to be able to do that very cool right on yeah wish we would have had you playing that and can understand like why you would have missed that so mm-hmm. all, right. all right so last but not least we i mean <laughs> What what's up with this? I mean, we let this guy go first, and now we're letting him go last. That's right. Jeez, he's the man, the king of rage. <laughs> we make the rules, and then we break the he rules. He's the king of rage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, Stephen. All right, what what game do you wish you would have played? The game I wish I played is Mass Effect. Okay. Wait, have and you I, ever I, played it? A little bit. Oh, you oh, never. Right. Oh man. Wait, what's what's I, what's I've, a little bit? I I've, I've what talked a to you about is. this before. It's um, I've tried to play Mass Effect when it first came out, and a couple times over the years, and I just really could not get into it. Okay, I do remember. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I have mm-hmm. I have since played Mass Effect two and three, and I love those games. And I think I would probably rank Mass Effect two in probably maybe my top twenty or twenty five games of all time. Um, so since then, I've always wanted to go back and replay the first game. You know, the community playthrough would have been a uh, good way to do it, but I was kind of busy hosting the Mega Man playthrough, and it's uh, Mass Effect's kind of a big, involved game, so I'd... Yeah, well, well, that that was, you know, to put it lightly, that was a hell of a month. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, two, but, you know, three monster games, right? Yeah. So. And I always, always hope that if I go back and revisit the first game after playing those second two, that I would have a newfound appreciation for it, but... Um, I'll have to have to try to do that sometime. And it's not a big time hands. investment. It's only about ten hours long. So. Yeah. Hmm. He was too busy playing. Like the like Mega I said Mans. about you know those yeah. rabbit holes, <laughs> right? Just depends on how deep you want to go in. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. right on. All right. Cool. wrap up um, our top game for 2015 and enjoy it guys again 
fantastic year and uh, really, really looking forward to 2016. And speaking of 2016, I'm going to let Sean tell you a little bit about what we're going to be playing in January. All right. So we're trying to kick it off with a bang and, you know, you catch more bees with honey. So I engineered a playthrough that no collector can say no to. (laughs) We're going to play two of the most amazing games of the 2D era in one month. We're playing Super Mario Brothers 3 for the NES and we're going to play Super Mario World for the Super NES. And we are going to settle the debate, this phony internet debate, over which game is... (laughs) What do you mean phony? Was there ever a debate? (laughs) (laughs) Wait. (laughs) So yeah, please, as always, log on to rfgeneration.com. Go to the community playthrough subforum. Check out, there's already a thread there. um, And join in. We already have some... We already have people signed up. And we're not even... We're more than 20 days out from the new year, so... Let's let's do this. Super Mario Brothers three, Super Mario World, going head to head. Who can say no to that? Awesome, awesome, mm-hmm. very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Looking forward to the new year. Um, I, I guess the only like downside um, to the new year is um, and, and consolidating to one podcast is getting to pick less games. But the good thing is, is that with every game that we pick, we actually kind of. Uh, run it past one another and then we, we kind of decide as a group as far as which game we're going to play and um we we've already um we're all really giddy about what we're going to be playing in the new year so there's already been some ideas thrown forward um, about what the next games are going to be and, uh, and let's just say it looks like a lot of fun and uh, looking very forward to it guys so uh, let's uh here's to a to a great 2016 hell yeah yeah, cool. it's gonna be gonna be a great year. All right. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm.